Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up? Fran, what is going on, my brother? How we doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, the other day I had, <laughs> the other day I had some troubles with uh do you use q-tips to clean ears oh i sure do i love it that's supposed to man i had to i had Ooh, a problem where you know, doctor said that yeah doctor said that. You're not oh supposed okay to. continue i had a problem where uh, i used a q-tip in my right ear left ear uh-huh i used it yeah and my ear went my oh ear fell, you punched it no 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 my ear felt clogged oh okay oh you, oh, you pushed the wax in. i think i pushed the wax in too far uh. it felt clogged and it's been like that for like it was like that for like two weeks oh and what's the I, solution to that? i had to go get it cleaned out yes two days ago oh I haven't had that experience, and I probably will continue to use Q-tips. If I'm being like, honest, it's just like, like it's an orgasmic experience, man. They say don't use Q-tips. Don't use Q-tips at all. I, know, I know that they say like the earwax is um, it is there for something. It like protects right. germs from getting in your ear yeah. or sounds, or it does something. Protect sounds. Ah, uh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me on that. I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to just sound medical or something. Right. It does something. <laughs> the earwax does something. Is yeah. My point. I, know, I don't know. Yeah, deafens yeah. the sounds or something. That's not. That's not. I don't know if the, I don't have any de- uh, data in front of me to prove yeah. that part. But the earwax does something. Yeah. But you know, don't you want no girl kissing you all on your ear and then they got your ear tastes like a battery. Yeah. You don't want your ear to be all yeah. waxy. You know. Yeah, I don't yeah. want my earwax. Yeah. Don't but I had to. Uh, had to get that done, man. Um. I used to watch this show, Girls. And one of the episodes, uh, the girl Hannah, who's played by Lena Dunham, who is just like kind of an awful person. It really is crazy how much of an awful person she turned out to be. Hey. But anyway, on the show, her character Hannah pushes the Q-tip in too far, like on purpose. She was having like a manic episode. And ever since I've seen that, mm. I'm like always like, nope, just going to get the rim and get in and get out. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. Not pushing any wax in too far because I'm not going in that far. Yeah. 
you know. So I, I don't, I haven't had that problem. I don't go in too far. I just go, you know, get around the rim. Yeah. You know? But oh uh, man, geez. That's, oh yeah, man. Yeah, that's not. They fun. looked in. It was like, up. Oh, yep, it's blocked. Yeah, you get really you're going into my phobias and my fears, Sorry. and um, so no, we gonna we gonna continue to ride the train because yeah. you know um, uh, speaking of my phobias and fears, um, recently and I, you had some pushback for me on this, but mm-hmm. I disagree. Uh, there was a video that came out. I highly recommend that people don't. You watched it? I didn't know. That I didn't the, watch. It. I didn't know that the kid dies in the video. Yeah, I didn't watch it. But a young man named Tyree, um, he was a 14 year old kid. And they had the machine that goes up into the sky mm-hmm. and comes down, which is a roller coaster. It's not. It is a roller. What is a roller coaster? Define a roller coaster right now. A roller coaster is with uh, a track. I mean, it's, it's on a track. This train thing sitting on rails. Train thing sitting on rails. Yeah, and then it's you a roller coaster, and you man. And you go on loops and all kinds of stuff. No, because some roller coasters don't have loops. This is crazy things that you're trying to put a roller coaster in. Do not have loops? Some roller coasters don't have loops. Yeah, no, like wooden roller coasters, they don't have loops. And so does the thing that this kid. But it's not a roller coaster. It, it goes up and what it drops. What is that? It drops. It's a a ride. You know, it's a yes. It's a ride, but it's not a roller coaster. So a ride and a ride can be a, a roller coaster can be a ride, but a ride can't be a roller coaster. Because yeah. there's a roller coaster, That's a right. ride. Yes, a roller coaster is an umbrella of the 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 ride umbrella. It's the, no, uh, under, the uh, roller coaster is underneath. The roller coaster is, is underneath the, the ride umbrella. Yeah. Is what you're saying. And then that that other ride. Yes, yeah. something else under the ride umbrella. That's fair, cause like the slingshot thing where you're in the little thing and yeah. they just sling you. Yeah, that's not a roller coaster. That is extremely dangerous. But that's a ride. No. Anyway, that's not the point. I want to make sure I say this young man's name before we get into the story. Uh, this young man's name was Tyree Sampson. Okay, he's 14 years old, but he was a big boy. He's a big boy. He was a big boy. He looked yeah. like he played defensive lineman or offensive lineman. Or he wanted to play in the NFL. Yeah, he was a big boy, and he, and, he, and he he had the build for it. Yeah. To be 14 years old, this kid was probably like, I mean, it looked like from the pictures I saw, he looked like he was at least 6'1". 6'5". 6'5". No, he wasn't 6'5". He was... 6-something. Six 6-something. Six he was 6-something, six three, 380. He was a big He was a big boy. And um, it was one of those rides where they click you in, mm-hmm. and then you go up to the sky, and then they say on the video even, because, I, again, I didn't know that the video had that in it. So that's why I, I highly advise against people don't look up the video. But in the video, the guy who's describing the, the um, you know, the, the guy who is probably, is probably responsible for him dying, uh, the ride goes up into the sky, and then it shoots down at like 75 miles an hour. So it, it's, it's, it's not a free fall, but it's simulating a free fall, but it's really the track shoots you downward at 75 miles an hour. And in the middle of that momentum, he uh, he disengaged from the seat from the seat and con- and rode that seventy five mile an hour momentum, uh probably like forty feet straight down to the to um concrete, and died there at a uh, something park. I can't remember the name of the park, but um, it's a thought I have because I was never I was a, I was a chubby kid, but I was never like a big big kid. Mm-hmm. But it is a thought I have with those rides where you see a big person get clicked in and. If I get in, if I get on the ride, like let's say you get on the ride, you probably hear like ten clicks. Oh yeah, I'm you locked know, in. Like, <laughs> I'm locked in. You're locked in. But if somebody else might get on and hear two clicks, so I feel like that person's less secure. Every it's security is not. If you get on a ride with uh, Kevin James from the King of Queens, <laughs> you're he's locked in, and you're bouncing around that seat like a pinball because the bar doesn't get to you; it gets to him. But I think it's. He's more locked in than me. He's more locked in than you because yeah, like yeah. He, it gets to him, bam, and then it's, you got all this space. In I front got all this space, yeah, yeah. So that's dangerous. 
this looks like a really secure ride. Yeah, like so it's an amusement park. Like a yeah, it, it looks like, but when they said that you got to pay to ride this ride, I was like, that's weird. That feels like carnival stuff. But this ride does not look cheap. You know, remember those carnivals we used to go to as kids? Yeah. It doesn't look, it doesn't, this ride looks very secure. It's huge for one. It's got all these lights and everything. And so this feels like user error, but I could be wrong. It could be a combination of user error. And also this kid just may have been too big to be on this ride. He now, was a big guy. Did he guy. fall out while I was going up? No, he fell out while because the down? ride, the ride, the co- the going up part isn't the ride. I know, but I mean, he like he fell on the part where the ride was going seventy five miles an hour going down, and while it was going down, he slipped out. But I feel like it will push your body up as you come down. Maybe because like, it does that to me. I saw the video. I didn't. Okay, I didn't. So see no, it, it was right. no like uh, he wasn't free falling. It looked like he. It looked like he was thrown from it, thrown straight to the ground, going seventy five miles an hour. So it was because what it was is like it was getting down to the end. So it probably slowed up. And that might have been what thrusted him forward. Like the brakes might have engaged because, right. you know, so the brakes were engaging. Mm-hmm. And then, but as soon as the brakes engaged, it released him. Mm-hmm. So he went in 75 miles an hour to the ground. And, you know, in prayers to his family, and that's such a tragedy, but I, I, I bring it up in, in part to say rest in peace to that yeah, young man. Yeah, I think he was like 6'2 or something like that. He was a big kid. He was a big, he was, he was a big but kid. But he shouldn't have been, um, the article that I saw said that he shouldn't have been allowed on the ride, number one. Because of his size. Because of his size. And he was rejected from other rides that same night because yeah. of his size. Yeah, that's, that's um, whatever reje- rides he got rejected from, they have their reasons. Just like when you're too short, you can't ride a ride. It because might sound the, because unfair. Because protection, it may not. Do like what it's supposed you, to do. You, right. Because like they're supposed to come around and check. Yeah. Like they, they push it, then they pull it yeah. to make sure it's locked. They mm-hmm. probably couldn't do His probably didn't click. They probably were like, or they probably clicked enough. Or they probably didn't. They probably didn't go around. They probably didn't even check. They probably didn't. That's the thing, though. See, and again, highly advised against the video. But the most disgusting part of the video to me was, I mean, other than oh, the kid dying. That was terrible. But like nobody checked on the kid. Yeah, nobody. The ride... I guess a, another teenager who's this kid superior came over and was like, did you check the, did you check him? He was like, I did check him. I did, which I don't know. I don't believe him. Yeah. Um, and the people who were on the ride were like, get me off of this because they were disgusted. Like, they really? were like, yeah, they were like, it's not like they were like, get me off of this so we can check on the kid. They were like, get me off of this. I'm sorry. I can get my shoes and get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. You see that kid fucking splattered on oh, the this ground after. Yeah. I mean, right oh, after okay. the people who he rode the ride with, yeah, oh, they were okay, like, yeah. get us off of this. We don't want to be here. Yeah. Like, there was no care. People were filming with their phones. Yeah. Like, nobody even went over and touched the kid. It's been a lot of videos like that I've seen. There was a kid that had, like, a, a cardiac arrest because, and then at gym, and then kids was just, like, kept like playing walk, they just kept walking. They was, like, walking in circles. They just kept, I was like, that is, that's it's a cold. It's a cold world it's sometimes, crazy. man. It's a cold world, and it, and it feels more and more cold every day. But when I saw that video, and I saw, like, somebody did say call an ambulance, but it all felt like, Procedure. It felt like everybody that I heard was saying a thing work, worked there, because and we're saying call an ambulance because we just fucked up in some kind of way. There was no, like nobody went over and checked on the kid, man. It was really sad, man. And you know, again, my my, my point in part was to say, this is this is terrible, and rest in peace to him. And they're gonna sue the shit out of that park. But also, hey, man, listen, this is why I don't ride roller coasters, man. It wasn't a roller coaster, man. It is a roller coaster. It's in the. It's under the roller. It's under the ride umbrella. Yeah, but it's not a roller coaster. And this is why I don't ride. I don't ride rides. This is why I don't ride rides because in that this it's that day. It's been running smooth all day. I understand that there was some probably some limitations that he wasn't supposed to be doing. And I guarantee you, 
it's going to come to light that who, whoever that young man is in that video who was operating the ride that night went, it's cool, bro. You'll be set. You'll be fine. He told, I guarantee you, he said something like that. Like, oh, yeah, it's come on. Everybody telling you you can't ride the rides. You locked in. I've done this a thousand times. People bigger than you probably gassed them up. I know people two times bigger your size been on here before. If it clicks once, you're good. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah, man, I think. Whether he didn't check it, I don't know. But however he was in, it wasn't, it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't secure. What I can say is, uh, I've been to a couple of music, amusement parks lately, you know, recently. So, mm-hmm. but I've backed off with getting on rides mm-hmm. only because I got two kids. So I'm like, wow, what a weird thing to say. Why? Because you might die on one. Yeah, that's a weird like, thing yeah, to say. Oh, like, like, yeah, it's like that's like the same thing people say about selling their I, motorcycle. Yeah, because I I go, I had a good run. You did. I had so a good I, run too, though. I could be. Somebody dude. had to watch the bag. I bags. could be dude. So I'm like, nah, man. Yeah. Nah. I'm good. I, I get on the kitty rides now. I don't. I don't do. Yeah. I don't do roller coasters anymore. It's weird that you take the same stance about roller coasters as somebody who is selling their motorcycle, because you could die on it. Yeah. So that's you know. I don't I like think that speaks more. So. But I'm just saying, like the people who have motorcycles and do like them, when they have kids, they go, oh, "It's time for me to hang it up, man. It's not worth it." Yeah. That's a, That's that's very different than the times that you've tried to convince me to get on a roller coaster. We go, "It's just fun." You weren't because, bringing up that you going, could die on them. Those days, I was like, <laughs> weren't, "Weren't even thinking." The thrills, like, "Oh, this is fun." We don't know what can happen. Well, you know how much Arms fun I up had. the whole ride. Somebody had to watch your Tweety Bird ball that you won and watch everybody's bags and stuff. Somebody had to sit on that bench that's and, what you do. and eat churros. And that's what I did. Yeah. What and until the point where I go, you know what? This is kind of a waste of money. And so I'm not going to come with them anymore to the amusement parks. And then you guys would call me and I wouldn't pick up the phone. And um, rest in peace to that young man again. Absolutely. Very absolutely tragic thing that I saw. But. I advise against people looking up the video. It's 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 terrible. Yeah, I didn't watch the video, and I saw people filming it from multiple angles, and I I just didn't know that's what what the video was. You know, yeah. um, I just wanted to see what the ride looked like, and then you see that part. But um, yeah, man, I don't do them now, Fran. Yes, I usually save my recommendations for the end, but this is actually not really a recommendation. It's just it's very relevant to the podcast recently. So. Atlanta. We were talking about Atlanta yes. last episode. Yes. I thought we were um, going to do this last, but go ahead. No, because it's it's relevant. Okay. So um, the premiere of Atlanta, Donald Glover's brilliant. The, the premiere of Atlanta, Donald Glover's not in it. The premiere of Atlanta touches on um, the Lake Lanier, mm-hmm. which I covered while you were in your absence. I mm-hmm. did a brief introduction and like a brief history of Lake Lanier. Yep. And it also, it references, but really honestly, directly mimics the story of the Hart family, which is a story that I, I've, I've never done on this podcast just because I feel like it's, it's a very, there's a lot of nuance and a lot of stuff and there's comprehensive podcasts about it that are multiple episodes. But the Hart family was um, these two, this couple, this, these, these two women who were married, they adopted all these black kids mm-hmm. and then they ended up, long story short, they ended up driving off of a bridge with them in the car. And that episode of Atlanta references both Lake Lanier and that story. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a true, it's kind of a true crime episode, even though they're doing funny stuff and it's Atlanta and whatever. But like when I saw it unfolding, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like to see, because this is, this is the thing. And then, so, and then we can get to shout out. So this is the thing about representation in true crime. Um, now Atlanta is not a true crime show, but we've seen the John Bonet Ramsey story reiterated a thousand times, touched on, referenced, emulated. This girl kind of looks like John Bonet in this show, and it's like a little nod to John Bonet. Um, and we've seen that with a thousand kids, Lorena Bobbitt, name them. Nobody does that in the cases that we talk about. Mm. You're not going to see a reference to some 
story that plagued black um, black America in Chicago in the 1970s, except like a candy man. You get, you get, when you put black people in charge of art, that's what you get. And Donald Glover's in charge of this art. And so you get a story that touched the world. There's a photo of the kid. Uh, his name was uh, Darius Hart. It went viral. He's hugging a police officer. Um, it went super viral. And other than that, though, it, it's it, you're not going to see the, the full story just like, you know, reimagined or told and or, or alluded to. And I think that, that there was something so beautiful about that, to take that story and tell it in a real way where it like really hits you, but also yeah. you're laughing and you're like, oh, man, that's a great reference. And yeah, oh, white people don't use washcloths. Like that was yeah. in the, that was in the episode. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it, so when it's like just the same compliment I gave him last episode, I want to give him again before we move on was like, it's like it's 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 black comedy it's black art it's black reality but told in like this high brow it's like it's a it's a high it's high level intellect high level wit but you feel it yeah the the washcloth joke or when the kid when they were like we're gonna go all see black panther 2 and he got on top of the uh desk in school and that's referencing that's that video i remember when black panther i remember he did the same exact dance you know what i'm saying but everybody might not catch that everybody might not remember the hype of black panther when it came i remember that kid burned in my brain that kid you know what part that because he's one of my favorite talented people ever Mm -hmm. that show is probably my favorite show ever only because it's it's, i never watched a show where i'd be like i can relate to everything that's in that's going on this show yes one episode where it was like the kid had got a new shirt he woke up early before yep. school. Clothes laid out. Laid out. He couldn't wait to wear that shirt. He woke up early, couldn't wait to wear that shirt. Wore the shirt. Smiled. Just happy to see everybody. Nice shirt. Thank you. And it was like, it was a white kid that went, I don't think it's a big deal. I went, I wore the shirt twice this week. Bro. And I went, bro. Wow. Bro, I had a discussion. <laughs> I had a discussion about that moment in that show. I was like, this, this, this should be, this should be discussed in college courses. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that did. I feel like that went over so many people's heads. Yeah. the idea that the first week of school for black people is such a big deal. Yeah, man. I can't repeat outfits. I can't whatever. I gotta have new shoes. I can't have anything fake on. This, that, and the Ain't third. Really. Yeah, man. And then to see on a TV show, yep. this white kid be like. Well, what does it matter if your shirt's yep. fake? I don't know. I, my dad got this shirt out of a bin, and I yep. wore it twice this week. I, yep. It just that dichotomy. I was like, that is like to reference that. It was like because it's like it's an observation that I know exists. Where I go, I went to a, I went to a suburban. I went from a, I went from a, a predominantly black high school mm-hmm. to a very suburban, predominantly white high school. Yeah. So I saw the I saw that contrast very very much. So where. I went from ninth and 10th grade, everybody, first week of school, it's like everybody has their music coming out of their yeah. phones and new clothes. People wearing sunglasses walking yeah. around the hallways. And then I went to this suburban white school and everybody just was wearing shirts from like local businesses yeah, man. and, and flip flops yep. and had key ch- the little keychains hanging out of their pants. Yeah. And nobody really cared except nobody the like cared. 15 black people that went. And I was one of them. I was like, well, yeah, I went, it's the first week of school. Yeah. And like, but when you're not in the environment where everybody cares, it doesn't hit the same. No. When I go in, I'm like, did you see how my shoes match the cardigan sweater, yeah. right? Like, okay, well, sit down. It's did crazy. you watch South Park last night? Like, yeah, I did watch it. Yeah, it was, it was good. And they don't, it's just like, it's just two different worlds. Yeah. It's it's culture. It's two different cultures. Yeah, another one, I don't know if I don't know if you caught this. I'm sure you probably caught it, but I know, Steph, Steph watched it with me. I know she didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. So there was the kids when they went to this, the fair, whatever, right? Yes. He had this thing on. He said, free hugs. The guy said, yeah, yeah. is that your dad? I was like, wow. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like, what? 
Yo, you just gotta, you just gotta live those. Type I was of, like, wow. You gotta, man. you gotta live, you gotta live those type of moments to even really get it. You know what I mean? Wow. Like you got, you gotta be in a situation yeah. where you know. I've been in situations where it's just some dude, be like, hey Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like, just you gotta be in those moments where you're just like, wow, the audacity. Like, you know, Jeez. it's just it's 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 an audacious world, bro. And you, if you haven't experienced those things, you, a joke like that might fly over your head. People. He had the things that said free hugs. He's like, I've given people hugs. He's like, oh, is your dad <laughs> is named your, Hugs? Is and that he's in jail? <laughs> that was the <laughs> that was what he thought. I was like, wow. Oh, man. do you want us to help free your wow. dad hugs? Wow. Free your dad hugs from prison? I love that show, man. Yeah, I really it's, love that it's, show. That's, that's such a good fucking joke. Yes, yeah. I did catch that. <laughs> that's such a good fucking joke. And that's why it's like beautiful to see a black showrunner and a black creator doing this thing at such a high level. Yeah, because like I, I don't think it, as as much as Atlanta is a show that has a lot of black jokes and stuff, I don't think it falls into the stereotype of a black show. It's right. not a it's not a Tyler Perry presents show. It's not a whatever you know. It doesn't fall into that category, which can be a stigma sometimes, which can stop shows that are really good from getting Emmy nominations and getting critical notoriety. Yeah. This is a show that's brilliant, but it is a it is a black show. Yeah, but it's just being done at such a high level that it's like tricking people that aren't black. Yeah. But they might miss a they might miss the free hugs joke, yeah, man. which is fucking it's hilarious. Brilliant. It's, it's brilliant <laughs> too, man. Oh, is that your dad? No, it's <laughs> very. But before we get to the Patreon shoutouts, I do want I did two things I want to touch on. Please, there was an uh, an article I read recently about the Canadian uses a cold word. Oh, let me read the article. This Please. is okay. so a no. tic, a TikToker who used to work at Cracker Barrel in Arizona has revealed a cold a cold word that. Some of the fellow employees allegedly used to refer to black customers. Get the fuck out of here! So they would, so they would go, man. Why you keep putting all these? Why you keep giving me all all the Canadians? All the Canadians in my section. And the one girl that that they was talking about, and this was like, she was like, you know, I thought Canadians, the stereotype was they were nice people. Yeah. But she didn't know at the time. She didn't know that was a code she word for black it. people. Wow. It was like I was like, look at this. I mean, that is. What do you think? Why? Just rant. It could have been. It could have been anything, huh? Probably. No, I. I don't want to even overthink it because it's probably. No. I don't overthink it, but I. It's. I think. Well, Canadians. I just think it's just like it's a cold just word. Just the furthest just, thing from black, so yeah, they don't. Just, so they don't know. So they can't say blacks. They can't say the n words. Just like Canadians. So people go. People that's outside of who that work. They go like I don't know what they're. I don't know. I missed. I don't know. But them in, in. But they know in, at work. They know. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if it was like because black people don't tip right, or it's like I don't know. I just don't know. That's the knock. That's wild. Well, yeah, it's a good thing I don't eat there, huh? I don't like crack, bro. I've been there one time and I was a kid and then went back. But another one, it was like, have you seen, it was a TikTok, have you seen the gym trip attack? I'm sorry? Gym trip. The gym trip attack. Like, is this a guy named Jim Trip or like Jim, like you go to a gym? You go gym. to a gym. Gym trip gym. attack. The gym no, trip. I've not seen this. Man, there was a guy doing bench press. Uh huh. So a guy comes, act like he trips. And falls on the guy's face with a dumbbell. And it's called the Jim Trip Attack. Is it a joke? Um, no. He, he just like murders a person. He didn't murder him, but he's a, a severely injured. He severely person. injured that man. Like a 25 pound dumbbell. Yes. So was, you're pretending that you're falling while somebody's both their hands are on something that's really yeah. heavy. And then you fall and drop fall. a weight on their face. Yes. You didn't see this? No, I never even heard of it. Is it a, it's a trend? I think it's so. It's people are it's doing? Called, yes. I've never the, heard of this It's called the Jim Trip Attack. No, I've never heard of this in my life. Wow, man! That's I just, crazy. I just, I just had to bring it. Out. I was like, "This—that's wild." That's assault. Yes, man, people are filming it. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, man. I've never heard of that in my life. So you're saying you've seen videos, or you're about to pull one up. You've seen videos yeah. of people who have a camera posted somewhere like they do secretly or posted on something. And then they're like, watch this, guys. I'm about to drop, my, drop a weight on this guy's face. Yep. That's fucking crazy. And that's a crime. That's as much. That's more of a crime because it's more dangerous. That's as much of a crime. I think they should be treating those people how they were treating people that were licking the ice cream. If you post that video, you need to be arrested and charged with assault. That's crazy. No, I've never, I've never heard that in my life, bro. Let's go ahead and get into these shout outs. This is a long list. I'm going back. Gonna go back in time. Gonna go back in time. Give people some shout outs. I don't know how far back, so I'm just gonna go back a, to a, a name that I don't feel like I've said before. And if I miss your name, I'm really sorry. As you know, we've been we've been going through some transitional things here at Affirmative Murder. I'm sorry. That's all I can say. I'm going back. We're going to start with a big old shout out to Chasen Waterfalls with a Z. Shout out to that person. Thank you for supporting the Patreon. Um, we love you. Thank you. You're great. Up next, we got uh, Katrina R. Shout out to Katrina R. Are you a Patreon member? Hell yeah, you are. Up next, we got Emily P. She, no, we did this before because I told her she was pushing P. So we're, we're going. And, and you know what, Emily? I've done some more research. And I'm comfortable saying it. Yeah, you're pushing P. Keep doing your thing. Up next, we got Enjoli P. You, Enjoli, you keep pushing P as well. Keep doing your thing. Enjoli, the entertainment that's on that Patreon. There's some good stuff on there and some more stuff coming. Keep an eye out. Up next, we got Andrea S. Could be Andrea, but I'm going to go ahead and say Andrea. Maybe I've had this conversation with you before. If you have, if I have, I'm sorry. There's a lot going on. Up next, we got Sarah D. Sarah, you are a delight. Sarah Delight, like the drink, <laughs> you know, citrus, right, Fred? Nice, yeah. Up next, we got Izzy H. Izzy or isn't he? That's classic one. Feel like I did that joke before. Yep, we've done some of these. Up next, we got Michelle C. Shout out to you, Michelle C. Keep doing your thing in a C major way. Up next, we got Tyler R. Shout out to you. Keep doing your thing. Keep rocking in the free world and do to the loot to. Up next, we got Laura M. Shout out to Laura M. Much love and appreciation. Up next, we got Roderick. You know, Roderick. Need I say more? You know who you are. Keep keep living. Up next, we got Angelia H. Angelia, love it. Keep doing it. And hey, you know, put it up and don't ever put it down. Up next, we got Jocelyn <laughs> S. Jocelyn, you go ahead. And she went Jocelyn in that pocket. I feel like I did this joke before, too. She went Jocelyn in her pocket for some change. Hit us with it. Join the Patreon. Shout out to her. She gets claps. They're done. Up next, we got Christina K. One more K, you're pushing it. R- relax over there. And you need to tell us what your middle name is immediately because we might have to remove you because that's obscene. <laughs> two Ks, <laughs> whenever I see two Ks, I'm, that Kardashian family, I'm watching them, friend. Everybody's name, Columbus and Kristoff and all these Ks, whatever. No, it's too much Ks and Kardashian. Yeah. No, I don't like it. It makes me weird. Uh, up next, we got Stephanie K. Shout out to Stephanie K. Much love and appreciation. Keep doing your thing out there, okay? Up next, we got Viral Thought. It sounds like they just hmm. do spoken word poetry or something like yeah. that. I'd love to hear some of your um, some of your slaps. Maybe if you do bongos and you do like a spoken... <laughs> Chaos never is in the sunlight. It rains and it doesn't come. No drops on me today. I am silence. It feels like they do things like that. What's that... Um uh, what's that called? Uh, Death Poetry Jam? Death Poetry Jam. Yes, yeah. Death Poetry Jam. Come out, bongos, do your thing. <laughs> Shout out to Viral viral Thought. I love that. Up next, we got Basic. No. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Bob, Bob. I don't want to. You know what? That can't be her first name. So it says Basic Melissa. Mm. So shout out to you're not basic. You're not At basic. All. I tell you, Melissa. I call it basic. Melissa, let me tell you one thing. <laughs> basic, you're not if you're, yeah, <laughs> let me tell you one thing. You're not if you're an affirminator. Is basic. 
Matter of fact, I'm gonna call you BM. No, I'm not. That's that's nasty. Um, I'm gonna call you Missy. I'm gonna call you Missy. Okay. Shout out to Missy. Keep doing your thing out there. Up next, we got Jess F. Jess F. Jess. Jess F. And Jess. Jess F. And Jess F. And living your life is what you're doing, and you keep on doing that, yeah. Jess. And uh, up next, we got Nico V. That was my dog's name. Yeah, man. Shout, uh, out, to shout out to Nico. Still alive, so I don't know. Let me take he that is? back. Yeah, kicking, kicking. How you know? We get updates. Really? Yeah, he's doing his thing. From who? The person that we had, to, the farm we had to send him to. You text him? Yeah, text him. He texts me back. No, uh, yeah, he texts me a paw emoji. No, I'm serious. How, how do you? No, we get like a Christmas card. Really? That's yeah. super cool. And I, I don't want to speak, speak too much because I could be wrong and he might be dead. <laughs> but it, within the last five years, we got a Christmas card. So That's I, what, okay. He's what? still... He's st- he still he has might to- be he might be gone now. I mean, realistically, I <laughs> when I was like fourteen years old, so I might be wrong. But within the, the last lady. five years, yeah, he's like he's like hundred and four. He's lived like all your things you want to. He's lived like hundred and twenty years yeah. in dog years. Shit. If he's still alive, shout out to Nico and you, Nico V. Shout out to you. Up next, we got Beatriz S. Shout out to Beatriz. Much love and appreciation. And we out, we out did the song. It's the last one. And yeah. last, we got Emily H. Shout out to you. Much love and appreciation. That was a backlog, guys. You know, we haven't done these for a couple of weeks. So we wanted to make sure everybody got their love and appreciation. We appreciate everything that everybody's doing and supporting us over there on the Patreon. And um, we got more stuff, new stuff coming. Crime Con, Fran, is in about 30 days. It's crazy. And that's when we really get, I mean, video content, audio content. We got stuff coming. We're going to be putting in work out, uh, out there in Vegas. So, yep. you know, if you're not a member of the Patreon yet, I would suggest you get on there before CrimeCon because we're going to have some exclusive stuff coming, maybe some exclusive inter- interviews. Maybe I can find Nancy Grace. I can get her for five minutes possibly. Hey, listen, if I'm in the same room with any of these people. You know how I get down, friend. Yeah. So I might be able to snag some time with Nancy Grace, maybe ask her um, if she likes drums or flats or something like that, oh, you know? Well, we didn't see it last time. Oh, she moves like, oh, real G's move in silence. Yeah. Nancy Grace comes in, she's got like uh, security around her. You don't even really see her, you just see like, is that her hair? Floating above, of, you know, several security guards and she gets to her booth, it does pictures and leaves. Mm. But if I can find a sliver of a window to be like, Nancy, do you think there's more doors or windows in the world? Well, I tell you what, if I can get like just two minutes, I think that'd be great. So that's my goal is to get somebody, get a nice little exclusive, juicy exclusive, exclusively for Patreon. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, if you're not a member of the Patreon, get over there. We got big stuff coming. In the meantime, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get to some fucked up shit. So stick around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, and we are back. I saw the video that Fran was talking about. It was not what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be more of like a TikTok trend, 
and it looked like uh, footage of an of an attempted murder. <laughs> it was just one dude. Yeah. Like, uh, so it's not a funny, wacky thing that people are playing as a game. I don't think with music behind it, and you know uh, the you know pe- people doing hidden camera pranks. It looked like the gym just caught camera footage of a dude trying to murder a guy, which was that's also crazy. Anyway, friend, my affirmative murder this week is the story of Alan Abrahamson. Okay, and I don't Abrahamson. Uh, maybe Abramson, but it that. I've seen that spelled two ways. And this one is like Abrahamson, but that might be said like Abramson, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. So I'm going to go ahead and it feels better to say Abramson. So I'm going to say Abramson for the rest of the story, but just know that it's spelled like Abraham Lincoln son. So um, in January of 2018, Alan Abramson had gone out for a morning walk to meet a friend for a cup of coffee. Okay. Tragically, Alan never made it to his destination. A man and his two dogs had discovered a lifeless body in a Florida field. Mm. There were no obvious signs of a struggle, although the man was missing some valuables that he always had on his person, namely a watch that his wife said he always wears. Mm. Robbery? Possibly. Colostomy? Um, Autonomy? Colostomy? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Uh, Further, neither the gun nor shell casings were found anywhere at the crime scene. An odd, thin line of blood that looked like a string had been dragged across his body with no explanation. Hmm. Abramson's death was ruled a homicide. The apparent murder confounded the Palm Beach Gardens PD because, according to a detective, these things don't happen here. It was Palm Beach. It's a lot of it's basically a giant golf resort that rich people live on. And so he just was like, people don't get murdered here in parks. It's just that's what the police said. So that's a weird It tells you, you know, his job must be must be pretty easy there. Just dealing with like drunk, old, retired people. Yeah. Someone and stole and my know, pocket and watch. Don't know what to do this shit happened. Yeah, like, oh, well, this is out of my this depth. Is, this is just a homicide. Yeah, we don't even have like um, detectives that come in to do that. Yeah, we don't know like anything that. about that. We all um, we have a guy that's on the staff that he makes pina coladas for the people around here. He, should we call him? <laughs> no, there's a dead person. So no pina coladas. We're not not doing that. Alan J. Abramson was a well liked man by the accounts of his friends and family. Alan was an avid golfer who enjoyed traveling and had a zest for life per his uh, obituary in the Palm Beach Post. I want to to lean into that, too, as I get older. What? Golf? Golf? Yeah. Yeah, man. We can start doing that when I turn 30. Okay. When I turn 30 soon, I'd love to go, like, to maybe start driving range. Absolutely. Before we look into, like, because, you know, probably membership stuff. That's going to be a little, it's going to be a little tough, probably, for obvious reasons. Can I do that? I mean, not, like, on the books, but probably... Yeah, well, you know, we come in with the hat backwards. <laughs> what up, y'all? Got my own Yo. caddy with rims and shit. You got we're hydraulics. Trying, we're trying to get a membership. <laughs> but you know something? Hey, man, listen. If we come in, if we come with our Sunday best on, yeah. they still might find a way to not let us on. So let's oh, start man. with a driving range and yeah. maybe go to Top Golf. Yeah, you know, some fun ways to get acclimated. Yeah, I would really like to get my top game, my Top Golf game, up to, up to the next level. Yeah. Because my, my grandfather plays and he just, demi- you know, when we go to play, he doesn't even, we don't even count his score. That's how He's I'm that good? He's that good, bro. He hits it to the back net. He's my dog? Yeah. He hits it to the back net every time. And really? his, his, his mechanics are crazy. Like he cranks his, his spine, just goes and twists all the way back. And then he follows through and looks at the ball and it goes 150 the yards. These will be packed time. out there? Yeah, bro. It's the, it's the, <gasps> it's the draft. I, I guarantee you we can't play top golf. Every dude. Who owns a pair of boat shoes <laughs> on that side of the coast will be in Las Vegas for that weekend. Yeah, there will be no slots available at Top Golf. I yeah. would guarantee it. But there's a Top Golf near us, and we'll start figuring out some stuff. Yep. Yeah, we'll start figuring out some stuff. Anyway, back to Mr. Abramson. So, like I said, he was uh, per his, per his uh, obituary in 
the Palm Beach Post. Mm-hmm. He was an avid golfer and loved traveling and had a zest for life. He woke up each morning with a smile on his face, and he was adored by all. Yep. Uh, Abramson lived in a $900,000 house inside mm-hmm. the gates of an opulent country club mm-hmm. within walking distance to, an, to the ocean and whatever amenities a 71-year-old man might use to enjoy his golden Oh, man, he was living life, dude. Yeah, man, he'd go play uh, beach volleyball, go get some ice cream, go to the beach. He was a retiree. Yeah. You know, he's 71. Yeah, he's supposed to be. Yeah, 71, living in a nice house, beach, beach side, just, you know, living his life in, in Florida. He owned his house with his wife, Linda. He had children and stepchildren and step-grandchildren. Mm. So a nice big family, yeah. you know, he's the, the patriarch. He's the patriarch, you know, he's, he's doing his things, living his life. Um, he had no major medical issues that police knew of and no known enemies as well either. So by all accounts, this is just was a 71-year-old white dude yeah. living his life in Florida who turned up murdered with his watch missing. Abramson's pre-dawn walks were a new routine. He told friends he wanted to lose a few pounds that he had gained on a cruise. But these walks hardly seemed out of character for such an active and sociable man. So it wasn't like it was a new thing, but it, it wasn't. Uh, a drastic change in who he is. He, mm-hmm. al- he already was a guy that liked to go out and walk around and stuff. A surveillance camera at the community's North Gatehouse captured Abramson's last living images on January 25th of 2018. It was a windy morning, still climbing towards the 70s. He wore a sweatshirt, a ball cap, and shorts, passing the gate and walking out of the camera's frame at around 5.53 a.m. So that's a really early walk. Yeah. But, you know, old people get up early, though. My grandmother used to be up at like four o'clock in the morning. House smell like bacon. <laughs> Why are you frying bacon at four o'clock in the morning? Your breakfast ready, man. True, and it was delicious. It's, too early. it's way too early. He seemed to be carrying something in his left hand. Police noticed, but what it was was hard to make out because it was dark. Exactly thirty-seven minutes later, the surveillance camera recorded the sound of a gunshot and then silence. Mm. But again, he's out of frame. Shortly after lunchtime that day. The autopsy found a hollow point bullet lodged in Abramson's torso. Mm. It had mushroomed into the shape of a six-point star after ripping through his heart and lungs. Oh, wow. Yeah. By sundown, TV stations were reporting that the search for the killer was on. So, again, this never happens. It's like a retiree town. This is like the biggest thing that happened in this town in years. On February 2nd, a week and a day after the body was found, police offered a $3,000 reward for information leading to a suspect's arrest. Abramson's friends later chipped in to increase that amount, but not a single tip came in, according to police. They had stopped and questioned early morning commuters near the country club, canvassed homeless shelters, and cross-referenced robbery reports. They had repeatedly scoured the field, searched storm drains, and rooted through dumpsters looking for the, looking for the gun. Mm-hmm. And for any, just, just any a clue or something. Uh, after all of that, they had turned up not so much as a shell casing, let alone the gun, let alone even a suspect. So they had nothing. They're a week and a day into this. They have no suspect, no gun, no shell casing, no nothing. They're confounded. And they have a dead body with a bullet in them. A preliminary search of Alan Abramson's email turned up a curious email regarding an order he had placed on Christmas Day of 2017. So he died in January. So it was Christmas 2017, but that's like a month before. So he died in 2018. He died in 2018. He died in January of 2018. And so now we're in February of 2018. And they're looking on his computer for something that he bought on Christmas Day of 2017. He ordered ordered from an online science science supply company. He purchased a $55 weather balloon. So a weather balloon is just used. It's it's a big, thick balloon that you win. 
Well, yeah. Well, you you attach something that can tr- that can track wind or the pressure and stuff. They they tie the machine to one of these weather balloons and send it up into the sky, and it goes high into the sky. And then the machine is able to read and give calculations right. about the storms or all that pressure and heat, cold, common. It can do that. That's mm-hmm. the point. But the balloon is just is basically just a big thick balloon. Yeah. He bought one of those for fifty five dollars on Christmas Day. During the investigation, Google searches on Abramson's computer started filling in the gaps of what may have happened. In searches dated back 10 years, the Florida golfer had inquired about suicide, how to commit suicide, and life insurance suicide. He'd also searched undetectable suicide methods. How many cubic feet of helium do you need to raise one pound? And on the day before his death, dawn and dusk times. An investigation into his life insurance account showed that he had made large payments into it shortly before his murder. In Abramson's Google Maps history, investigators discovered that between his typical morning walks to Starbucks and various errands, he had visited an industrial supply store in West Palm Beach two days before his death. Detectives drove to that store and came back with a copy of Abramson's receipt for a 40 cubic foot helium tank. Okay. Confused, Police re-interviewed his friends and relatives to find out whether Abramson's hobbies might have included atmospheric science. But as they wrote in the report, nobody could advise any reason why he would have had a weather balloon or a helium tank. So needless to say, things had taken a turn into Skepticalville. Like everybody's like, Skepticalville. This, yeah, this isn't, this feels weird. We can't find the weapon. We haven't found any suspects. No, like nothing. No DNA, yeah. anything. Shot in the chest is very odd for for it to be a suicide. Yeah. So um, I'll continue. So a detective remembered that more than half an hour had had elapsed between the time Abramson walked past the great uh, past the gatehouse beyond the camera view, okay, and the time of the gunshot. So that's that thirty seven minutes. That that same detective then took that exact same walk to where Abramson's body was found and said it took him approximately four minutes at a normal walking pace. So <clears throat> from the time he disappears out of frame to where he was, his body was found. There was 37 minutes before the gunshot happened. He's saying, I did that same walk. It took me four minutes to get there. Mm. So whether he was standing around, whether he was interacting with somebody, that's unknown. But it doesn't take 37 minutes to get from out of the camera's frame, the security camera's frame, to where his body was found. Another detective floated an idea that initially sounded stranger than fiction, but became more and more plausible as they looked at all the puzzle pieces in front of them. Detective Brian Broham theorized that it it was possible that this was not a a homicide, but possibly a suicide. That he had tied the gun to a string and attached it to the weather balloon, and once he was shot, once he he fired the weather balloon, the gun tied to the balloon would then ascend to the sky, carrying the weapon from the scene. No. Okay, well, I'm going to continue. I'm not going to ask you why yet, but I'm going to continue. Okay. Police researchers could find only two cases of such things being attempted. Both were somewhat ridiculous, and one of which was a plot of a 2003 episode of the show CSI Las Vegas. But the other example was a real example, but they, they used several helium balloons, and the gun didn't go that far. And it's a TV show. No, no. One of them, was oh, really, ha- one oh, of them really happened, was, oh, okay. right. but the other one was from a TV show. Okay. But there is one precedent of this really happening, but the gun was like 100 yards away from where, his bo- where this guy's body was like, found. That go into space. Yeah, but he wasn't using a weather balloon. This guy was using like eight <coughs> eight birthday party balloons. <laughs> and so so the the gun like went went away from him but they found it. Yeah. It was like oh it's over here. 2 weeks after Abramson's death, 
A detective called a nearby airport and a TV traffic reporter to ask whether anyone had seen a weather balloon drifting over Palm Beach Gardens on January 25th. No one had. Another detective finally, another detective finally contacted the owner of, of the company from which Abramson had purchased his weather balloon. And according to him, I asked the owner how far a 600-gram balloon can travel. He advised me that he launched a balloon on Monday in Huntsville, Alabama. And 18 hours later, it burst in the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of New Jersey. Damn. Yeah, these weather balloons go really fucking far. That's why I was like, I know you said no, but just let me finish before you just... You know, police fed the weather for Palm Beach Gardens on January 25th into a simulator. The result that they wrote was that if Abramson had inflated his weather balloon and tied it to a gun before dawn that morning and then walked into the palmettos beyond his gates and shot himself point blank in the heart, gusts of wind would have carried the evidence somewhere north of the Bahamas before it fell into the Atlantic Ocean. In early March 2018, detectives again contacted Abramson's wife, his children and stepchildren, and some of his friends, and told them that their first homicide investigation of 2018 had been closed and canceled because it was now ruled a suicide. Police released their final report to the public that week. A spokesman declined to comment on what the motive of Abramson's might have been for faking his murder, and his family could not be reached. According to his estranged daughter, who wrote an article for the New York Times, my father was tormented by something. By what? We don't know. Detectives were unable to find motive, but he spent nine years obsessively searching for ways to end his life. My dad told us so much about himself and his method. He tried to protect us all. That is how he said goodbye. So his estranged daughter believes it. And um, that was the story of Alan Abramson. And you said no. And do you still feel that way? Do you not get... Uh, life insurance policy if it's suicide or something? No. You don't get it. Most policies don't. Okay. Most policies don't pay out if you if you die by suicide. So once they rule out suicide, then that won't happen. Right. Once they rule out who do you mean what do you mean? Once the like the investigators for the insurance yeah. company? Yeah, yeah. You get your money. You do get it. If they rule out that it was a suicide? No, if they rule it, it they oh, rule if they it rule a suicide. A suicide right? Yeah, if they rule a suicide, you don't get anything. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I feel like he would know that, number one. Well, no, he did know the. It depends on. Are you saying that? What are you? Are you saying that because you don't believe he did it? I don't know because he, because if if anything, if I if I'm because I believe it. If I'm saying that he did know that, then that's why he did this elaborate plan to make it look like he was murdered. But you still have to you still have to take into account that it may. They may figure out it's a suicide. Though. Yeah, but he was confident enough that he thought that it would look like a murder. Yeah, but I don't think you should. That's just me personally. I don't <clears throat> think you should be trying to make plans being like, oh, I'm going to do this so good that they, they, they're they not going to figure it out. Sure. Because if they, if they, when they do, fi- when they figure it out because they did figure it out, then that whole plan falls apart. And then like. Yeah. But if you are a person who's confident, you feel good about your plan and you want to die, which it seems like he did. He'd been Googling how to commit suicide for years. You're going to do it anyway. So why not try to make sure your family's straight? But either way, I'm going to do this. I think is that's the logic of the person that I believe did it. It's mm-hmm. like, either way I'm going to do this. Hopefully this works. It feels like it's going to work. I'm going to put it on this weather balloon. The gun's gone. You know, if he tied it to that weather balloon, which I think he did, that gun's gone. It's in the ocean somewhere. And not just in the, not in the Miami ocean, in the ocean, in another country, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm sure he, he, 
did what he did, probably thinking that this was a good plan. He didn't shoot himself in the head. He shot himself in the heart, you know? So I think he, whether or not you go, but yeah, they did, might figure it out. But, but, how, but I wonder how he, how do you set it up to have it, a gun on a, intestine with a balloon and it's shooting you in the chest? The gun's tied to, the gun's tied to the balloon and you hold it. And then once you shoot yourself, you let the gun go. So he shot himself in the, in the chest. Yeah. That's what the police are saying, and that's what it seems like it was. I mean, that's what it seems like happened. I believe that that's what happened. So you go, you go off camera, you have your balloon filled with helium. In the chest, though. I wonder why in the chest. So it doesn't look like a suicide. Why not in the head? Because that would, look like, that would look like a suicide. In the back of the head? Shoot, how do you shoot yourself in the back of the head? I don't right? know. <laughs> I don't that, know. How do you do that? You could do the same thing. You can hold the gun like this and do it with your thumb. Come on, man. You can't do that? And then you let it go and it, the shit is gone. You I mean, I that. guess technically you can do anything. And then that that looks like a murder. That looked like that was some personal something. Found him in the woods. They're like, this is a pers- personal attack. I feel like sh- shot in the heart is the easiest way to make it not look like a suicide and not be complicated with shooting something in the back, back of the head. head not seeing How is that complicated, though? How do it's you not complicated. It is. It is complicated. It's not. It is complicated. How? You can hold a gun backwards. It's, it, what do you mean it's complicated? How? And it's on a balloon. What do you mean? So it's yes, already it's being, it's being pulled it. in the sky. You're talking about holding the gun backwards, having you pulling the trigger with what your thumb? Yes, it's all loose in your hand. What if he, what if the gun? What if he accidentally let the gun? Have you held it the gun back your head? Have you had that? Have I held a gun? What do you think have that you? question is, friend? No, that, yeah, how no. You know, how you know that's difficult then? How do you know it's not difficult? I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot less difficult than just pointing a gun at your chest. Is my point. It's a lot less difficult. And then if you do all this shit, you got the gun backwards, you're holding it, your thumb is on the trigger. Mm-hmm. If you accidentally let the gun go, it flies into the sky. And now you got to do your whole well, plan you accidentally let the gun go? If it slips, because you're holding it weird. Oh, okay. It slips out of your hand because you're holding it weird, and now it's floating into the sky. Now you got to buy a new weather balloon, new helium tank, new gun. But you're alive. He doesn't want to be alive. That's the whole oh. point. Either way, he was going to do this, is my point. You, in order to buy into that he did this, you have to understand that he was had suicidal thoughts. I don't think he did it. What do you think happened? You think he was robbed? Yeah, something Where's like the that. gun? Where's, where's the watch? The, where's the suspect? Where's the watch? Did he have a watch on or something? He didn't have a watch on. He didn't have a watch. But on. I, I wasn't able to find if they, they never if seen they never seen it again. But but again, he's trying to make it look like a robbery and a murder. So he could have tied the watch to the balloon. I guess. Now, but his his wallet was in his pocket. So something that something it's such an elaborate plan. I don't I don't know how it somebody is, it can is, go. It is elaborate. That's why I picked it because <clears throat> it's crazy. I mean, he we're I'm I'm saying that he tied a gun to a balloon and then shot himself and the the gun flew away. It's brilliant, Absolutely. except they they did deep dive and they figured out that it figured or it they figured it out. And it's planned, but it work. is, but it wasn't a it was it it was an elaborate plan and it had a good chance of. But it didn't work. It didn't work. But how he he isn't he isn't here to know that. But but he it's left his children with, he left his family with nothing. He didn't leave his family with nothing. He so, his house was not worth nine hundred thousand dollars in Palm Beach. I so, so I think he was just trying to get them a little something extra. I don't think he left them like destitute. Yeah, man. He's trying I don't to make know. sure he left them with a little bit of extra money. Rest in peace to him. I believe it. As elaborate as it is, it just no suspects, no no gun, no shell casings. They weren't able to find anything. This doesn't happen in Palm Beach, and all of a sudden this happens. And this guy bought a helium tank, and he bought a helium tank the week he died, and then he bought a weather balloon. And his family's like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have a fascination with weather. I don't know why he bought a weather balloon a month before he died. Now again, I'm not a person who has suicidal thoughts. So it is kind of crazy to me to 
fathom the concept of waking up that morning, getting dressed and being like, okay, well, this is the day I'm going to go do this. You grab my balloon and my gun and my string and go do this elaborate plan. But again, his research history, his Google search history was full of how do you kill yourself discreetly? Suicide, uh, suicide that looks like a murder. Like it was, it was all through his history for like 10 years. So this, it was, this was a guy with suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And as elaborate as that plan sounds, I believe it. They couldn't find the gun. Like he they couldn't find the gun. They couldn't find his family. I get that, but I'm saying like you're, you're everything that I'm hearing you say is coming from like an emotional standpoint where he's like, you don't want to believe it because you, you, you think it's too elaborate and, and you don't think a guy would do that to his family. But do you, but do you believe that the logistics are possible? Yeah. That's more what I'm concerned about. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's fucked up. I, 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 I don't want it to be true either. It's such a, it's, it's fucked up, especially since it was found out. It didn't even get to go the way that he was trying to have it go. So to spare his family, the emotions. Yeah. Now they know that he did this elaborate thing, which I don't, I don't know if that's worse or he's, they still know that he, he had, he had, he was, he was dealing with a lot of stuff internally. And then now they have even more guilt probably because it's like, and he didn't feel he could tell us about it and yeah. he tried to hide it. So that no, almost, like, I don't like, yeah, it's like almost like, it's almost like a, it almost like you tried to save him from this, but now that they found out that that's not how it went. Now they know that you were suicidal and that you felt like you couldn't talk to them about it. Yeah. So it's like a double whammy. Yeah. That's why I keep saying it's like they're selfish. Huh? Yeah. But like the idea that somebody tied a gun to a balloon and then shot themselves and the gun flies away though. Like that part is, is that part hard for you to fathom? Cause that's kind of the meat yeah. and potatoes of the whole Cause thing. that's like, that's crazy. How do you come up with a plan like that? That's wild. Listen, you don't get a $900,000 house in Palm Beach without thinking of being a guy that thinks outside the box. You can. Yeah, true. Generational wealth. <laughs> Bunch of Inheritance. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a good point. Uh, yes. But I think that he probably was an intelligent guy. Yeah. Or maybe he watched that episode of CSI Las Vegas. Old yeah. people love CSI. Yeah. I love CSI. Yeah. Well, you're old. I didn't see that, though. I'm, well, it was I'm old. It was 2000. You're older than me. Um, it's 2003, and... We're not even a year apart. You're older than me. You better be 30. I'm not, Big though. Big 3L. But I'm not. You about to be thirty in like, like what thirty five days? But but I'm not, and you are, <laughs> old man. <laughs> this old man doesn't know time, right, guys? Like, he doesn't even realize time. How, how old he is? Yeah, you're old. You're thirty. I'm not thirty. That's your point. You're not. You are thirty. I'm not thirty. You're, you're thirty. I'm twenty nine. Hey Amen. Age is a number. Whoa. And on that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna, that is you a retired you that got. is a retired phrase. That is a retired phrase. We don't say that. No, anymore. it's not. It is a retired no, phrase. It's, not. <laughs> it's done. They got that guy in prison making phone calls to people singing on the phone. We don't say that, that stuff anymore. Singing on the phone. Yeah, they got him like, oh, okay. hey man, sing, sing, uh, bump and grind to my niece. Sing it. He's like, I don't see nothing wrong. Yeah, you have twenty minutes left on your phone call. Like, yeah. that's what's happening. So we don't say. Aging nothing but a number anymore. It is just a number, though. It is a number, and your number's higher than mine. Boom! Roasted! And what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's Fran's turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. Welcome back. Are you ready, 30-year-old Alvin? Hey, man, you keep... Hey, look. Wherever you feeling right now, I'm no, ready. no, no. Let me finish. I'm ready. Wherever you feeling right now, I felt that way too. You can hang on twenty nine as long as you, you feeling. Can, you can feel. I'm not feeling anything. You can hang on twenty nine as long as you want, man. <laughs> I'm not feeling anything. You can hang on twenty nine as long as you. I, I'm not feeling anything. This Look, is all. Hey, just, this is hey, all. This is all flesh hey, imprisonment, bro. We hey. all go back to the earth. We don't. I don't. I don't have any uh, hangups about and, time. In a month, uh huh. 
You're not 20 anymore. So that's get fine. Over, but get I over am. It. But I am. Get over now. Get I'm over younger it. than you. Get over. That was my only point. Is I'm younger than you. Get it's not about it. me. I don't care if I'm turning 30. I'm get younger than you. About what? Six months. I'm younger. Get over it, man. Hey, man. Flavor Flav, hands. Try to swipe, swipe, swipe. Back to you point. Yeah. I'm younger than you. And you like Flavor Flav. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Oh, okay. No, that was good. That was good. That was a good comeback. I'm doing the murder of, I don't know if you heard of this story, the murder of Ennis Cosby. Ennis Cosby? Yes. No, I've never heard of it. Ennis William Cosby was born April 15th, 1969. To who? The actor and comedian Bill Cosby. I mean, I felt like, I mean, and it his be, wife. be weird if he wasn't any relation to Bill Cosby. Camille Cosby. Mm-hmm. Camille. No, nah, I, I can't do any of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's last one. You, 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 did you, did you, you want to give the, it's, uh, no, it's t- you want to get people to the Cosby impersonation? No, 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 no. no I don't do any. Let, don't okay, do let me just, let me, let me, let me I'm going to preface. Okay. Because I, this is, it's actually funny that you're doing this. Um, there's a piece of content floating around out there that I have to speak on. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it could be used against me in the wrong context at some point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, in 2010, mm-hmm. somewhere like that, dressed as Bill Cosby to go to a Halloween party. <laughs> yeah. It was a great Bill Cosby costume. I did the face and had spray painted my hair gray. I have a cigar yeah. in my hand. It's a great pre-knowing about Bill Cosby costume. Yeah. And that picture still exists. Still out there? It's still it's somewhere. I've deleted it from my Facebook. I, pr- I hope. I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. But I just wanted to own it and say, listen, I used to do a, do a, I used to do a mean Cosby impression. Yeah. Um, I used to do dance. I used to do it all very well. I don't do it anymore for obvious reasons. Respect. But the picture is out there. And so if anybody sees something like that, just know it's from over a decade ago. And I renounce it. And I saw about the that. Camille thing. It just is, it's in me. It just is instinct when I hear the name. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, continue. He was their third child and only son. Cosby had four sisters, Erica, Aaron, Enta, and Evan. When Camille was about to give birth to Ennis, Cosby joked during a television special, it better be a boy. You hear Camille? And Camille responded, right, from off screen. Ennis was born at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles and grew up in Southern California, Pennsylvania, and New York City. Mm. He attended George School, which is a private boarding school um, outside Philadelphia, where he played football, basketball, lacrosse, and track and field. He suffered from undiagnosed dyslexia, which caused low grades and friction with his parents, both of whom had advanced educational degrees. Theo Huxtable. Wait, what? Oh, that's he's, he's based on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Theo Huxtable, Bill Cosby's TV son on The Cosby Show, was based on Ennis. And this was reflected in storylines with Theo struggling in school <laughs> until he was diagnosed with dyslexia. Hey, look, I'm 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 a do Theo. I just it's stuck. It's, it's just in your I brain. can't we acknowledge that he's a piece of shit, but I mean, he, he, he's he definitely had, he, a piece of shit. He had a, he has a, a strangle. I mean, like when you're describing this, the first place my mind goes is like the the premiere of the Cosby show when uh, Theo's like, dad, maybe I'm just not that good at school and you should just learn to love me how I am. And th- that should be enough for you. And then the audience is clapping and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, man, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. You're going to go to school and you'll get good grades and you're just not trying. And all this, so that's, that's, and it's like, I could, it's like, oh, that probably is that. Yeah. Son has dyslexia. Maybe, yeah. maybe that was how he talked to his son. I yep. don't know. 
It was also written into the script, um, the script that Cosby's character, Cliff Huxtable, had been wrong in blaming Theo for his poor grades. This mirrored Cosby's real life as he helped, as he had felt guilty for thinking Ennis had struggled academically because of a character flaw. So Ennis' dyslexia was diagnosed when he entered Morehouse College in Atlanta, where a friend encouraged him to be tested. He then spent a summer semester in Putney, Vermont, undergoing intensive ac- uh, academic training at Landmark College, a private university established exclusively for students and learning disabilities. Ennis later returned to Morehouse, where he made Dean's List, when his grade point average jumped from 2.3 to more than 3.5. I guess there's different ways you have to learn, you have to yeah. teach, to mm-hmm. be teach, mm-hmm. to, and, you know, academically, now he's figured that out. Yeah. Now what he's doing now, after he graduates college or whatever, is teaching other kids that have dyslexia, the disability, and helping them be successful just like him. So in free time, Ennis tutored students at elementary and high school and earned a Morehouse bachelor's degree in 1992, which he followed with a master's from Columbia University mm. in New York in 1995. So at 27, Ennis was working toward his doctorate in special education at Columbia Universi- University Teachers College and also planned to set up a school for children with learning disabilities. So this dude was on the path of doing something great at yeah. the time, helping out, giving back. Yeah. So the happiest day of my life occurred when I found out I was dyslexic. I believe that life is finding solutions and the worst feeling to me is confusion. They said Ennis was recalled as friendly and outgoing. and He would greet people saying, hello, friend. A greeting that became his legacy and described in the children's television show, Little Bill. Created by his father. Yeah. I just got to take a second. It's such a, f- I mean, it's a shame that he's did those terrible things to those women. Yeah, that he's a piece of shit? That he's a piece of shit. But it's like when you think back on all the fucking like. Little Bill was the shit. Yeah, I love Little Bill. Yeah, a little big. Never little seen big a bald, I've never seen a bald kid before. <laughs> And he loved. He like, embraced he's like, it. He's like Caillou. So yeah, yeah. True. I used to love Caillou too as yeah. well. I think I had a thing for bald kids when I was a kid. I was like, yeah. Wait, it was actually I think Little Bill was the Caillou the of black, black people. Yeah, he had black mismatched shirts. True. Yeah. That was the demographic. They were the targeting blacks with yeah. Little Bill trying to get that Caillou money. Yep. It worked. <laughs> yeah. I loved Little Bill. I loved his voice. He had little gap teeth. Mm-hmm. I had gap teeth when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I think it related to Little Bill a lot. Um. So, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, man, what a legacy. And then yeah, it's just man. like tarnished because the whole time, the whole time, the whole time, he was a piece of shit. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if you heard the recent, it might have been, I've been, it was an episode of Your Mom's House where it was like, people, they was talking about, somehow Cosby came up and it was like, people was like, you know, if you're rich, you can just have, they were saying, you know, rich people and famous, mm-hmm. if you wanted to have sex with somebody, you can you can do that because you're rich and famous and they'll, you know, they'll, people that like you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was like, oh, he didn't like that though. No, he wanted them his to be thing a, was, a yeah, drugged and drug. asleep and That helpless. was his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, It wasn't so like weird. he just was like, um, like Tiger Woods, I think is a sex addict. Mm-hmm. He would go and ha- he'd go to like places where he knew women would be like, oh my God, you're Tiger Woods. Go to Denny's. He was sleeping with Denny's waitresses and stuff. Just like women that would be like enamored by his celebrity. Yeah. That wasn't what did it for Bill Cosby. No. Nah. He liked to drug women and sexually assault them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yep. I just, I just, when you said little Bill, I was like, oh yeah, fuck little Bill. Forgot about that. Yep, exactly. A yeah. different world. All you know what I mean? Like, he wrote that show. It's a spinoff of the Cosby Show. I don't is know if he wrote it? But yeah, I mean, yeah. The first season, Denise is in it. Didn't know that. Yeah, she worked at the diner. She worked at the the like the place where they were hanging out. I don't know if it like was all 
him the whole time, but like it's a spinoff of the Cosby show. Hmm. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh, so in January of 1997, Cosby was in Los Angeles during the winter break for from his classes at Columbia University. In the early hours of January 16th, after visiting um, friends in the city, he was driving on North Interstate 405 through um, the Spavalda Pass at approximately 1 a.m. Um, Pacific time. He pulled off the freeway onto Skirball Center Drive to fix a flat tire of his dark green Mercedes Benz. And that in the 90s, it was a Mercedes Benz coupe with the fucking black soft top, so it was mm, convertible. Something slick. It was clean. It something was clean. slick. Something slick. He was a Cosby son, so he had to ask. Yeah, something he had clean. Something. Uh, he called his girlfriend, Stephanie Crane, who drove to meet him. She parked behind him. Uh, she parked behind him so she can shine her lights on. I guess it was like getting dark. Mm-hmm. So she par- put up behind him so the lights can flash so he can help him change his tire. So she put up behind him um, so he can have light with her headlights while Cosby changed the tire. She later testified that a man came to her window and said, open the door or I'll harm you. Frightened, Crane drove away. After moving approximately 50 feet away, she heard a gunshot and immediately drove back to Cosby's location. She saw a man running away and discovered Cosby laying on the ground by the driver's side of his vehicle, lying in a pool of blood. He had been shot in the head. Although it appeared that robbery was a motive, Cosby was still wearing a Rolex watch and had $60 in his pocket. The Los Angeles Police Department contacted Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who was a close friend of Bill Cosby, to request his phone number. Waters declined their request, but asked another close friend to the com- um, of the comedian Essence Magazine publisher Ed Lewis to inform him of his son's death. However, the police contacted the CBS studio producing his new series, Cosby, which was being filmed in New York. Cosby was on, was on set when producer... Joanne Curley Kerner informed him of, of the death of, of his son. Mm. Afterwards, Los Angeles police spoke with him and, dis- and discouraged <clears throat> him from flying to Los Angeles. Discouraged him? Yeah. Don't, didn't say why, I don't know. Um, That's interesting, though. His girlfriend comes in the middle of the night because he had a flat tire. Mm-hmm. A guy comes out of nowhere, says, get out of the car or I'll harm you. She peels off, leaving him in the dark because his mm-hmm. car is off. He gets shot. She comes back around. He's shot in the head. The guy's gone. The Rolex isn't gone, though. Yeah. So another article I read that it said that she drove drove away but returned a few minutes later. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The article I'm reading from <clears throat> said that she just drove 50 feet, which is not which is not far. Not that's far. just like around him yeah. and then in front of him, almost. But she just drove away from the guy with the gun. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, him then. And then while he's still in the rearview mirror, 50, 50 feet, you can see the whole thing play out. She turned right back around. I mean, what if he's still there? I don't know. That sounds shaky. It, this is now 20 years later, but I'm sure they ruled her out. But that story sounds weird. Yeah. So the Cosby, so the Cosby family received an outpouring of support from friends and, general, and the general public. Truckloads of flowers were delivered to the family's home in New York City, and strangers left flowers on the spot where the murder took place. U.S. President Bill Clinton and Vice President Al Gore and South African Archbishop Desmond Tutu personally called Bill Cosby to offer condolences. Within 36 hours of his death, the high number of calls asking how Cosby's memory could be honored um, prompted his family to to form the Ennis William Cosby Foundation, 
at the time of its inception, the foundation's purpose was to benefit programs found on those with learning disabilities. Causey was buried on January 19, 1997 in Shelbourne, Massachusetts, after a funeral that was held at the family's estate. So it was a private, they wanted a private uh, sure. funeral. The influence and the power of Bill Cosby that his son died, which is absolutely tragic. Yeah. But for the president of the United States and the vice president and the, the president of, of an African nation to call you to give you condolences, is yeah. like, that really just speaks and to... And it was like the height of Bill Cosby, the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it really is like, I mean, he really was just a figure. He he was like the most famous dude in America. Yeah. And doing a whole or bunch of... the world. The, the, the part that gets me with stuff like this is like when you uh hear stuff like this and it's like and it's like you everybody's focused on what's going on right now but this same dude is like doing some sick shit that nobody even only person that know was him and possibly the person that he's sexually assaulting yeah and it's like then 20 30 years later we go oh he was fucking dealing with his son's funeral and drugging that's crazy yeah it's so crazy. And it's, I watched the, um, we need to talk about Cosby. It's on Hulu. It was really good. It was done by W. Kamau Bell. And it really put into perspective. Cause like when you see a, when you see a screen full of women's faces, it's like, wow, that's terrible. But when you see their, when you hear their individual stories, same thing as a uh, chasing Cosby, the, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki Egan, she was at crime con last year. Um, when you hear these stories and they go, yeah, man, like Bill Cosby was America's dad. Like that was his brand. Yeah. So he would come to these women and be like, I can help you go to college. Yeah. Like he would come to them with this father figure type of energy mm-hmm. and then do that horrible thing to them and then be, and then be like, so, you know, uh, if you want to go to school, I can help pay for that. Like he just was like, yep, we did the thing. It's transactional. I got what I wanted. And if you want to go to school, that's fine, but I need you to send me your transcripts. It's he still, he still had these weird, like trying to be parental guidelines afterwards and was still communicate it's all just super sick like it was like a nurturing type of thing and he took advantage of that yep it's all super sick but the idea that you get a phone call from the president when something happens in your family is like that's he was big man right so national media um received criticism for its early coverage of cosby's murder a news helicopter from local station ktla had captured aerial footage of cosby land lying dead on the road on January 16th and included close-ups of his body. So there are pictures on Google of his his body just laying there, lifeless, in the pool of blood. And that was blasted all on national TV. That's so tasteless, bro. And this was in the 90s. This wasn't even like sensational time, you know, like like, like they did with Kobe. Right, yeah. All that shit is just so gross. The footage was broadcasted by CNN later that day. This prompt outrage from CNN viewers who had not been warned that graphic footage was about to be shown. The network received hundreds of calls of complaints, and anchor Bobby Batista apologized on air for broadcasting the footage. In the hours after Cosby's death, photographs and news cameras gathered outside Bill and Camille Cosby's Manhattan home. Bill Cosby returned from the studio in Queens after being informed of Ennis' death, was met with a media circus outside his home. When pressed from quotes by, rec- by reporters, Cosby said of his son, He was my hero. The idea that you would think he was wants to give a statement to the news after his after his son is dead, a bunch of cameras and flashing and shit. You know, that's 
take Bill Cosby out of it. The fact that that happens to anybody is right. like it's so gross, man. Yep. So journalist Howard Rosenberg of the Los Angeles Times, CNN, he said CNN carelessly crossed the line Thursday by airing a tasteless close-up of the body of Bill Cosby's murdered son, Ennis, lying in a pool of blood. Will another line be crossed by medium by media? Badgering his famous father and the rest of his grieving family for for comments about his death. What do you yes, want this man to the say? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. They did do that. They will be. They will badger him. Yep. On January 18th, two days after the murder, the Fox News Channel issued a statement saying that saying its employees will not stake out the home of actor Bill Cosby or attempt to contact any member of the Cosby family for comments about the death of Mr. Cosby's son. The family issued a statement saying, "We do not accept people coming to our home." Because this is a time we need, we want to ourselves to find solutions to questions in our hearts. Rosenberg also criticized Los Angeles CBS affiliate um, KCBS Action News for blurring out the face of the sole witness, Stephanie Crane. However, they had already shown footage of her at the scene and the journalist Harvey, Harvey Levin and identified her as a witness. Crane, the maternal aunt of actress, I think Harvey Levin is the TMZ guy. Yeah. Look at that. Look. Yep. And he went from all this fucking nasty shit to start and started TMZ. Yeah. He's like, you should have seen how many fucking views we got when we showed Bill Cosby's son's dead body. I want to do that as my job. Yeah. And just be in all everybody's business. Yeah. Like, breaking shit. Early. I think I might want to see a Harvey Levin like a, bio, a biopic to see this moment where he's like, oh, wow. So when you show really fucked up things, everybody watches it. Yep. I want to do that every day. Crazy. I'm Harvey Levin. Uh, so Crane the uh, maternal aunt of actress Melissa Gilbert and Sarah Gilbert went into holding and avoided the media despite being offered a small fortune by mm. tabloids to sell her story. Gray Davis, then Lieutenant Governor of California, announced a $50,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of um, and conviction of Cosby's killer, which led to the further media coverage and criticism for the offer of taxpayer funds as a reward. I've never seen that as well. Like it's state-funded? What do you yeah. mean? Like, like it was from yeah. Got it. Taxpayers like overtake oh, that fifty thousand. Use it to catch. So what's the people. criticism? Like, like Bill Cosby, you have like. Well, they was like, oh, he he's rich. Why can't you know? Why can't he pay it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Republican uh, Assemblyman Gary Miller called it a transparent political stunt by Davis, who later launched a successful bid for governor. Miller complained that the Cosby family was wealthy enough to offer its own reward and that there were no similar rewards offered by the state to capture the killer of children of non-celebrities. And there was a guy who was saying, this guy's just saying this to get political points? Yeah. Yep. Well, fair. It's a very like... Um, but it also was like, they never did that before for anybody else, because it's Bill Cosby's life. Right, right, yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it, It's definitely a very um, like progressive stance and like a very like extremely... Uh, let's say left wing stance to take like in the midst of a murder to be like, he's rich. Eat the rich. It's one of those kind of eat the rich. Yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of those kind of things. Yep. You know? So that's, I could see how you could, I, I could see how you I could get the argument. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a crime victim advocacy group, uh, the Doris Tate crime victims bureau also criticized the reward as it's offensive. Said Kelly root, um, Rudger, executive director of the group. There are many unsolved cases that could be solved with the, with the incentive of cash. This had generated a lot of verbal aggression against uh, Gray by our members. They're asking why Cosby, not Smith and Jones and Brown. So those are just like some examples of people. Yeah. yeah. So at the time of the murder, Davis was 
was acting governor of was acting governor as Governor Pete Wilson was out of was out of country on a trade visit. Wilson's spokesman stated that the governor did not proactively volunteer rewards, but would act only after local law enforcement requested it. So I guess that dude when he when he came back, he was like, "Yeah, this 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 is not going to happen. Like, yeah, we're not going to use taxpayer money to." Well, I mean, I'm sure the pressure was building. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's California, right? Yes, that's a very yeah. This this <laughs> this sentiment rings off very well in California, probably. Like yeah. it's very left wing, progressive to be like, yeah. Why are we paying for the rich people to do whatever? I can see how he could feel like he's going to lose votes if he doesn't cancel this. But at the same time, it's it's a weird yeah. thing, man, because like it's the society we live in, and I know it's fucked up, and I'm not trying to cause any controversy with, with what I'm, controversy with what I'm about to say, but it's like in a perfect world, everybody is the same and we all equal and we all matter. But the answer to the question that the girl asks is why not Jones or Brown or this person is because it's Bill Cosby. I mean, we know the answer to that is because Bill Cosby's super rich and famous. And at this time, and everybody loves Bill Cosby. That's why. And that's always going to be the world that we live in. I would love it if everybody got the same attention. Yeah. I would love it if everybody got the same attention as everybody. But if something happens to Brad Pitt on the day that you die, you don't matter. And we none of us matter in the grand scheme of things. But I'm just saying, like, to if you were mad, like, why is the Baltimore Sun have uh, Brad Pitt got into a car crash and he lived? Why isn't my son on the front page of this, the Baltimore Sun? He's from here. Well, my nobody knows your son. Yeah, my, knows I would call my mom from the grave and be like, Mom, because nobody fucking knows me. What the fuck are you? That's yeah. why. If that's why. That's why they don't have the reward coming from the state money for for your son. And that's just the world we live in. It's fucked up. I, I, I like to think everybody's equal, but like society doesn't think so. Yeah. So even if I go, there's no difference between Fran and fucking Michael B. Jordan. There's millions and millions and millions of people who don't think that. Yeah. And who would kick you in your face to just like get one of a ring off his finger. Yeah. And that's the world we live in. And that's just how it is. There's nothing we can do about that. So it sucks, but that's the reality. There, There is a hierarchy in people. Not all people are the same. It sucks, but that's 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 what it is. Yep. So on February 8th, Wilson rescinded the offer that Davis had made, citing the Cosby's family request that no taxpayer money be used as a reward. So they, this was all a cleanup. They did all this to clean this up. Oh, you talking about? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, we're going to say that. Because this dude left. So the governor was out of country and mm-hmm. came back and was like, are right, we taking this back? And the Cosby family said they don't want they don't want the taxpayer yeah, money. We don't want we don't want to do that. The Cosby family was like, this is making us look bad. The governor was like, this is making us look bad. So yeah. they called the Cosbys and were like, we're going to say that you said you don't want us to use the money and that you think that people should make more money and the minimum wage should be raised and and that you love you love American hardworking people. Yeah. We're going to put that statement out there and we're just going to, this is done. Yep. Because it's just hurting It's hurting us both. So the Cosby family has, um, has he said, the Cosby family has my heartfelt sympathy. Um, he said in a statement, I also regret that the Cosby family has had to respond to a barrage of media attention with re- regards to rewards offered by the state and other other entities. So it's like, they got to deal with all that. And it's like, our son just died. Yeah. We're not worried about no reward. People being after us when I asked because of a uh, 50000 reward that mm-hmm. from taxpayer money. It is in my hope that withdrawing this reward bring a close, a close to the issue and takes a burden off a uh, off of the Cosby family. So a $25,000 reward from the city of Los Angeles and a $15,000 reward from Los Angeles County were also withdrawn following the family's request. 
Tabloid newspapers, The Globe, $200,000. National Enquirer, $100,000. Were also rewards for information that were not withdrawn. Well, because they wanted them for their own reasons. Yeah. Yeah. They like, <laughs> that was personal reasons. Yeah. Uh, with, the, with the latter being claimed by any acquaintances of the shooter who provided information that led to, which is the, the guy, his name, I'm not going to say it yet because it comes up, um, with the guy's arrest in March of 1997. The police stated that they believed the motive to be attempted robbery or carjacking committed by a stranger who had been drawn to Cosby's expensive Mercedes convertible. Crane described a young, slender white man, approximately 25 to 35 years of age, who was wearing a knitted cap. A composite sketch of the man was drawn and distributed to the public. The police received more than 800 tips they were investigating, including a tip in January about a teenager, Mikhail Michael Markisov. Markisov, then 18 at the time, was born in Livy, Soviet Ukraine and immigrated to the United States with his mother in 1989. He was ultimately apprehended in March after the National Enquirer received information from an acquaintance. You would, you would think that the investigation is from the police department or whatever will find the killer, but somebody just fucking go and like, I got a higher bid at yeah. the National Enquirer to tell to give a tip, so I'm going to just go to that. The, and then the they break the fucking story, yeah. which is crazy. That's, I think that's wild. Yeah, man. So Markisov, who had previous arrests for drug possession, pleaded not guilty, and some of his friends initially stated that they believed he was innocent. The grand jury was um, convened three months after the murder. Markisov was charged with first-degree murder and attempted robbery. As Cosby was murdered, was murdered during a robbery attempt, it elevated the murder to capital offense. Mm. Because of these special circumstances, Markisov would be eligible for the death penalty if convicted. Two acquaintances of Markisov, Sarah Peters and Michael Chang, testified against him in the grand jury. Peters and her boyfriend, Eli Zakaria, who refused to testify, invoking his Fifth Amendment right to not incriminate himself. Mm -hmm. I feel like he was just like, he like just learned that and was like, yeah. nope. Yeah, no. I'm nope. going to do the fifth thing. <laughs> I'm going to do the five thing and I'm, I'm out. I'm out. They were with him on the night of the murder. They were high on cocaine and heroin. Peters testified that they had stopped to use the payphone at a parking ride about 450 feet from where Cosby had pulled over to fix his flat tire. Oh. Peters testified that um, Eli was on the phone. Markisov walked off without saying anything to anybody. Within minutes, Peters heard a loud noise like a car um, back, backfiring, and Markisov ran back to the car saying, let's go, we've got to get out of here. Let's go. Oh, I would have played the fifth too. Because they, I mean, they, I mean, aiding and abetting, like, or something, like, I mean, you could probably get charged with something. Yeah. If you say the wrong thing. Yeah. But yeah, so then later that night when I dropped him off, he said, I shot this guy. And then, like, oh, so he did tell you. So you knew. So I would be like, I don't even want to say the wrong thing up there. And now I'm getting charged with something. Uh, so yeah, so he, the guy, Say he heard like a, a loud noise, like a car backfiring, and then this dude, Marquise, <laughs> ran back. What's up? I don't like to cut that because I just thought about the free hugs thing. So yeah, he came back. What? <laughs> this man said, <laughs> "Saturday." I was dying laughing, man. 
Oh, is that your, is that your dad? No. Free hugs. And this man said, so is that your dad? I was like, I was like, I love this show. Like, wow. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry. So, yeah. So, Marquise came back running and was like, hey, man, we got to go. Let's go. We got to get out of here. So, Marquise re- refused to tell them what happened. Mm-hmm. But they stopped in a wooded area that matched the description of the area where the murder weapon was discovered. Mm. Michael Chang and a friend later attempted to help Marquise find a gun. In the, the statement to the grand jury, Chang stated that Marquise admitted to killing Cosby. Marquise said that Cosby was frightened when he pulled the gun and demanded money. And Marquise said he shot Cosby because he was taking too long to give him the money. So after Marquise was indicted by the grand jury, neither Peters nor Chang testified in Marquise's two-week trial in July 1998. From jail... Marquise sent a letter to an acquaintance in which he admitted the murder, writing, I shot the nigger. Oh. I went to rob I went to rob a drug connection and obviously and obviously found something else. Marquise's attorneys unsuccessfully tried to argue that the letters were forged and that Eli was the killer. Marquise also ultimately com- was convicted and sentenced to life without possibility of parole, plus an additional ten years in prison. In February 2001, Marquise sent a letter to California Deputy Attorney General Kyle Brody asking that all appeals in his case stop. Marquise wrote to Brody that he had killed Cosby and that he wanted to do the right thing by confessing. I am guilty and I want to do the right thing more than anything. I want to apologize to the victim's family. It is my duty as a Christian. It's the least I can do after the great wickedness of which I am responsible for. Well said. All that sh- I yeah, guess yeah. all that shit doesn't bring back in this country. No, yeah. You say all the shit you want, you can be in prison, and all of a sudden you a Christian. I don't know if he was that before he went in there. I don't know. But was that letter forged? I don't know. That's a big letter. Yes. That's a big letter. That's a big letter. So, <clears throat> I don't know. But the other letter, letter to the governor wasn't forged. No. But so, do you still he- think that Stephanie Crane had... Do you still define that? Because I don't think she had anything to do with it. I, I don't. It was, I don't now. Hearing that there was these three people who were just in the neighborhood, like yeah. that, now they have that. The idea that like she was in on it feels that doesn't feel right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else you expect her to do. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just like before. It was like his car, his car had a tire, flat tire. She shows up. She's the light for the car. She pulls off, and this guy just happens to come out of nowhere. But once you place the guy, my th- my suspicion is now gone i still think it's like damn you left him but like she's a woman it's dark he came to her first apparently yeah she stepped on the gas she got away from the guy with the gun yeah but when it was just like this guy came out of nowhere it's like organized maybe she wanted to get a hit on him maybe she was tired of dating him or something but now you go no they just happened to be doing coke in the area saw a dope-ass car Mm -hmm. and this guy coked up pulled a gun out tried to rob him yeah now i go okay well then she's not in it anymore she just like she just peeled off and whatever but it is interesting who like they didn't have to testify at the trial and stuff like i don't believe that they didn't know more by the end of that night i mean even in one of the the chang guy was like yeah he told me that what he did so he confessed to you so that's why you're that's why you're a witness. Right. But that one guy didn't, he pl- he pled the fifth. And it's like, he they all had to know something. Yeah, but Chang is the one that that was like, oh yeah, I know who did it. 
Yeah. He the one that came out was like, got it. Okay. So the, so the other guy could go like, I didn't know that. Right. And I'm, and I don't want to be involved. Yeah. And I played five. And I played the five. I played the five. Um, uh, I want to do five. Yeah. (laughs) I got five. five I got five on it. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. So that was the murder of Ennis Cosby. I don't know how, I think I heard it on podcasts, but I don't know how I came across the belt. Like I didn't, oh, I didn't even know he had a son and I didn't. Let alone, I didn't know he was murdered. I didn't know he had a son. I knew his son was murdered, but it's interesting. Some of the elements around that, it's interesting that he went, that Bill Cosby went the whole pull your pants up, stop being a thug type of thing. Because, yeah. like, it sounds like yeah, his yeah. son's murder, at least was at at points. Ah, was I think it was Two Bears, One Cave. I heard this song. Oh, okay. they, That came up. Yeah, it was like, about it his seems thing, like yeah. it should, like, it seems kind of racially motivated. Like, yeah, yeah. a racist white guy possibly had something to do with killing your son, and he went straight up like very like Republican and conservative and you know, I mean not to say that that, w- that couldn't have been a concern, like pulling your pants up or whatever, but it's, it's interesting that he didn't go let's end racism yeah. from this, you know? Um, not that this murder, this murder per se is what made him have that shift, but it was from what I saw, it was a very like distinct people really noticed that Bill Cosby all of a sudden was like, you guys need to stop being animals and pull your pants up. It's like, okay, man. It's crazy. Yeah, so. And that's what famously the Hannibal Burris joke is like. Yeah, man, I might sag my pants, but you like assault women. Yeah. So who the fuck are you to tell me? Shout out to him because that was a bold move and that kind of sparked everything. Yeah. <laughs> it really is crazy. Like, yeah. the, the idea that every, from what I hear, everybody in Hollywood kind of knew but didn't say anything because yeah. it's Bill Cosby. So yeah. they go like, I'm not going to say anything because like, I don't want to ruin my career. And then Hannibal Burris just in a comedy club in Philly. That's why there's a lot of conspiracy theory around it of like, he just happened to say that. And somebody just happened to be filming of the set and the video happened to go and viral. And he's from Philly. And, and Bill Cosby's from Philly. Or something? Bill Cosby's from Philly. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's part of the boldness. The idea is like, Oh, this was a orchestrated hit to take down Bill Cosby and Hannibal Burris played a role in that. And, uh, it's like, yeah, no, but people film videos in comedy clubs all the time, and he's saying something about Bill Cosby in a Philadelphia club that's very, like, inflammatory. It is easy to believe that that was just happened to be recorded and happened to go viral because people didn't know about it. Yeah. But and when you play conspiracy, you know, you know the, he was going to buy NBC. and duh, That's all that is like. Hannibal Burris, they paid him to say that and then take oh, down that's Bill Cosby. that's the conspiracy, huh? That's the conspiracy. Shit. But it just was like a dude who said something that, again— it really blew my mind because I remember distinctly around that time, like people being like, this was kind of like a th-. the same with R. Kelly, where it was like, it was kind of like a thing. Everybody kind of knew, but didn't really know all the details. But like people would make jokes like, well, don't drink a drink from Bill Cosby. That was like the joke. Everybody kind of knew, but didn't say anything. Everybody in like, like in Hollywood, in Hollywood everybody in Hollywood, like kind of knew that's Bill Cosby, but like, hey man, don't don't take a drink from him, haha. <laughs> Elbow poke, like that was like the, the that's crazy. That was like the word, and Hannibal, that's how Hannibal Burris knew, because it's like it was like a it was like a thing that was being whispered but not said out loud. Shit, and that's power. That's what power is. When R. Kelly's writing, I believe I can fly, and he's writing all these hits. It's like I'm not gonna be the one to say like I saw a girl chained up in his studio. I mean, he has he just won a Grammy, but like. I wouldn't let him date my daughter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't bring my daughter around him. Yeah. So all those kind of things were being said about all the Harvey Weinstein, but that's power. And that's the, re- that's the reason that cancel culture exists. Mm. That's the reason that cancel culture is supposed to exist is the idea that we need to dismantle these people's power 
so that they can be held accountable for their actions. That's why I'm not anti-cancel culture, because when it's done right, the idea is like, well, people aren't saying anything about this person because they don't they don't want their the, their power and their machine to like silence them. Yeah. So if we can take away that power, then they can be held responsible. So that's how cancel culture is supposed to be. I don't really give a shit about, you know, you flipping out at a McDonald's and, you know, you can't get canceled from your fucking job. But if you yeah. go into a smoothie store and you tell all the girls working at the smoothie store that they're going to I'm going to call uh immigration on your Mexican ass, and you're going to get be, get deported. Yeah, somebody's probably going to film you and you're going to lose your job. Are you canceled? I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like you can't do that. And that's what cancel culture is. It's trickled down to that. But at the top, it's meant to dismantle power so that people can be held responsible for, for their actions. Yeah. And I don't find anything wrong with that. So yeah. Yeah, man, that's tough though. Man, I mean, that's definitely I mean, sucks that his son was murdered. Yeah, you know, a lot of mixed feelings on this one. Yeah, man, I just thought it was an interesting story. I didn't because I didn't know. I, I yeah, um, I, I knew his son was killed, but I didn't know the details. So I appreciate that. But yeah, it's a very like, this took me on a roller coaster of emotions, man. Because again, it's one of those things where Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, specifically those two, are the only two stories for me. You think that was really him in that video? Who R. Kelly? What video are you talking about? The one he was singing on the phone. Oh, I don't know. I have my thoughts about that. I don't know. I think it could have been fake. Just yeah, it didn't like, sound it, like it. It, it could have been fake. Um, I thought, I thought the vocals didn't. They yeah, didn't, yeah. It could. It could. It could. It's possible it was fake, and like it was just it made it made for a funny video. Like because if that was was if that was happening, then it's funny. But it could have not been him. But my point is, those are two people because of how gruesome their 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 crimes are. That there's a discussion about like, can you separate the art from the artist? Yeah. And for, for for me, for Bill Cosby, like because of who he it made himself, who he made us think he was, for those allegations to be the thing that come to light is like, whoa, then I can't look at this dude as some like dad type of guy. Like it just is it. And, and then R. Kelly's music is so sexual and it's like he was doing this to 15 year olds. So I understand the art from artist conversation. And I think it, I think it's applicable in some situations. But those are those were the those were the two hard lines for me where I go no, no I can't I cannot I can't separate the art from the artist in these two situations specifically so yeah. and then in you telling the story you start to fucking you start to look back and you go man I used to watch Cosby Show every day yeah Little Bill I grew up on Little Bill like yep. it's Bill Cosby and all of that is just done it's pretty crazy man but you know rest in peace to his son yeah man that's sad but you know, fuck man it's all sad. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get to the good vibes. Fran, uh, I'm not really uh, sure who goes first. Who goes first this week? I go first. Okay, go ahead and kick things um, off with some good vibes, sir. It's hard to find some good vibe stories right now because it's like a uh, crazy world. I'm trying to, for a while now, I think about almost a year now, I'm like, trying to stay off stuff where it's like bad news all the time sure so now on my other computer i use at home two computers yeah. fancy <laughs> when you nah, when you um hit the home button on the internet mm -hmm. it pulls up like a search screen where it's like all the news and shit like that it's, it's oh. a whole bunch of bashes yeah. oh yeah. Like, God yeah. damn yeah but um it's not a lot of it's not a lot of crazy stuff going on good good vibe so the story i found and this i picked this one because it kind of hits uh, like um, when I in my childhood, like now as you're getting older, 
all the stuff you grew up watching and people you idolized or whatever that entertained you are like retiring or like so it's like when that happens i feel like damn that part of me is like i don't want to use the word dead but it's like that part of i remember is gone now like yeah if lebron james retires i go shit let's not even go there man yeah but you yeah. you understand what i'm saying though? i get you i yeah. get you yeah yeah it's it 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 it's the same feeling I have when I go, man, I'm a big fan of this dude. And you're like, how old is he? 20, 22 years old. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? What? Right. Yep. You know, it's like, it's like, I remember being, there's people that I was a fan of when I was a kid and it like made sense. Yeah. Like, I have a poster of them on my wall and right. stuff. And now it's like a chapter closes when fucking David Ortiz retires. You're like, I remember when the Boston broke the curse and all that yeah. shit. And I was a kid and now yeah. I'm an adult and he doesn't play baseball anymore. It's like, right. oh shit. Oh, time, time is moving. Yeah, yeah, Um, So this one was, when I was a kid, I was a big wrestling. I was into wrestling. Yeah. Full on into wrestling. Mm-hmm. I loved wrestling. Good, great era, too. The There's best. Argument. There's argument. Yeah, no. I, I didn't want to say that because, yeah. like, we're not we're not still wrestling guys. But, I mean, when you talk about Stone Cold Steve no. Austin and Sting and It's not even and, close. And, and it's, Rock, I don't think it's close. I don't like Goldberg. to say we're going to watch it now, but I don't think it's close. Yeah. I don't think it's close. So, Rikishi. Yep. The one those I, cheeks. Oh, my goodness. So this... This one I picked was Triple H has retired. Yeah, the game. Triple H, man. That was like, it was either you was a rock friend, f- rock yeah. fan or you was a Triple the H whole fan. divided line, too. Who, I, I definitely wasn't a Triple I was a rock. I was a the rock Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think the Triple H liked being the bad guy. Yeah. He liked it. He liked Spitting it. water in there and stuff. Yeah. His hair was all wet. He looked super cool. Yeah, but I mean, you see the, you see him now and it, like you see Ric Flair now. You see him. Yeah, but Ric Flair's not our era, though. He was old. He was, he was old, but we were young. But I mean, like, we were young, but he wasn't. But I mean, like, he was he was still wrestling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he, was, he wrestled for a long like time. like Sting was Sting was my favorite wrestler. <laughs> the guy. My dad took me to go see Sting. Yeah, so I'll never forget that. Uh, but to see him now and he go, you see these wrestlers now, like damn, when Triple H was in peak for like physical form, The yeah. Rock was. Bef- I mean, he's. He's his peak now, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> then he was younger, but he was still in great form. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, you see him now. This man had muscles on muscles yeah, when was, he first came in. It was like that's we crazy. all we all have trap trapezius muscles, and like on him, they look had, like he had, They like like people don't have more. those. Like people yeah. don't have those. It's like those muscles had muscles grow out of those muscles. Yeah, those shouldn't be like up by your ears. It was when he first came in. It was like I've. It's like didn't even know somebody can get that big. He was he was just that jack and a big spear on his back. Yeah. But um yeah, I just wanted to read this. So Triple H, aka the game, whose real name is Paul Levis something, I don't know, has retired. So his name's Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> has revealed he doesn't want to risk anything happening on screen following his health issues in September mm. when he was hospitalized following a cardiac event. Ooh. So um all that wrestling takes a toll on you, man. Yeah. And he's getting older. Like, Gotta hang it up sometime. Gotta hang it up. He had a nice career too. He, he can afford to hang it up. I hope anyway. But also, I think he's involved in with the uh, business side. The of business it. side yeah. is what, what was that guy's name? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. I think he's taking. But his I place. still don't know if that storyline or like storyline of the wrestling was like he, he was, was dating Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. Or he was like he Vince was McMahon the is the owner. Yeah, yeah. But in the storyline, it was like that's his son-in-law and Triple H is married to Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. I don't know if that was true because yeah. I up until I was like twenty-five years old was like. The uh the Undertaker and Kane are brothers, and uh, Kane is horribly disfigured because 
the Undertaker threw him in a fire when they were kids or his something. His face like melted that. off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all of that's bullshit. All bullshit. So I don't know what's real and what's not real in these stories. So is, to, is he the son of the son in law of Vince McMahon? When I used to live in Parkville a long time ago, we, I used to go to the private school where it's down this like dip was dark road. It was a house sitting on top of the hill. Mm-hmm. And we used to always say, that's Undertaker's house. We used to always say that shit. It, 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 that Undertaker storyline <laughs> is the most like dark and crazy one that it like started to live outside of wrestling where right. the Undertaker was like really actually scary. Right. I was like, oh, he's a ghost. Or he used to like wake up in a casket. <laughs> <laughs> he's to come or like a coming. He's to come in a motorcycle or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Leave in a motorcycle and wake but up in a casket. Sometimes they bring a casket out yeah. and he'd, you'd be like, oh, it's he's in yeah. there and then he'd pop out. Yeah. But when I found out, you couldn't tell me wrestling was fake. No. Back then, Mm-mm. when I found out, I was like. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off the train. I can't. I, it broke my heart. I'm off the train. I was like, "This is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't participate. This in was this. a fraud. I can't participate anymore. It was fake. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. So I just wanted to. That was yeah. like just childhood thing. I just wanted <laughs> salute to, to Triple H, man. Yeah, man. Gave us a lot of good memories as kids. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I get what you mean though. Like that. Like because now I'm looking back and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Triple H and all that yeah, stuff, man. and I go, "Wow. Yeah. No." I'm I'm old. I'm older. I'm not old. Somebody, somebody right now is like 45. Is like you guys are children. It's like, okay, relative to me, I've, I I'm feeling mortality right. when I hear stories like this because I remember being 12 yeah. and watching wrestling. And I remember distinctly one time triple. I mean, uh, the Undertaker did that thing where he came out of a cask, and I was like, I can't watch this. This is scary. Yeah. He had like white contacts. Yeah. I was like, this is this is like. Can they show this on TV? Bong some fucking tomb, some some church bell, yeah. and he comes out of a casket. Like, this is like yeah. this is voodoo. Yeah, man. Do you smell? Oh man, Just classic, classic. Stand with the thing, his nose in the air, man. It's like, <laughs> oh, the best fear. That was the best fear. What was Triple H? Was his, was his one? Is like you think you know me? Yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> was very androgynous. You think you know me? <laughs> I used to love it. Man. The walkout, the walkout music, man. I used to used to have the uh, the you, my my mom bought me the. The uh, wrestling ring. I used oh, to have shit. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have the, the belts. one with the speakers in it. Where did I it play the? the oh, okay. I had that, but I they had, had the, somewhere would play the people's ring music. I had the uh, the tag team belt. Um, I think it was called the like, Intercontinental Belt. Oh, yeah, no, that's big time. My cousin had Man. my cousin. This is how it got it got ridiculous. My cousin had the ring, the little. The little steps, yeah. Like he could make the whole all of the, it. the the walkway down yeah, with that. the railings and the like the where they stand. And when he so he could bring the rock out and yeah. then you put them on where the rock is supposed to stand. Yeah. And do you smell? And it yeah. all it's, but it's all like a little miniature thing. I was like, this costs hundreds of dollars, yeah, man. You spent <laughs> to play to play play pretend to do all this. It's crazy. Oh, then we'd be a flat slamming them. Yeah, man. Get the table, it breaks. Oh, man. All my guys. Get all my guys out. Yo, man. So, man, it was nothing like being nine oh, years old and playing with, getting all your guys out of the bin. Yeah. I got my Power Ranger guy. He's mess, he's wrestling with the you Ninja Turtles. You in there. Yeah, Ninja Turtles coming in the WWF Super Slam. Yeah. It's crazy, man. That's like the Hedgehog. You're like, what? Yeah, it was, it was crazy, <laughs> man. Got some Green Army men getting involved, <laughs> the ones with the, with the base that just yeah. only have one stance. The Toy Story ones. Yeah. <laughs> got, they got to get those guys involved. Those They're all standing around they guarding still the ring. Like the clear plastic, you can still buy those. Yes, damn, that's crazy. It's a very unimaginative tool. You gotta have like top level imagination because I hate those things. I hate <laughs> lining it. them up. Some of them got a pistol. Some of them got medics, medic, medic packs. I hated those toys. <laughs> you just give me a hundred thousand of these. I don't want this shit. You gotta be, you gotta be appreciative. Anyway, uh, friend, my good vibe story is about the legend, the legend 
Mackenzie Scott, ex-wife of that, her, uh, Jeff Bezos, became the richest woman in the world from divorcing him and is, is the most philanthropist person in existence right now. She just donated another $436 million to Habitat for Humanity, friend. Damn. She's continuing her giving spree. $36 million? $436 million. How much money does she have? Half of whatever Jeff Bezos had. What so billions of dollars. And four hundred and something don't make a dent. Not if you got one hundred and twenty billion dollars or something like that. I mean, I'm just making up numbers, but she got a lot of billions of dollars from him. So philanthropist Mackenzie Scott she got so much money, you just give him. Yeah, well, that's I mean, like that's what they should all be doing. What are you gonna do with nine billion dollars? Go live on uh, Saturn or whatever the fuck. Uh, that's, that's what all, they're all trying they to do. Did you see that video? I think that I think that might be the same video you showed on Instagram. I mean, on Twitter. Where it's like they zoomed out of the oh world. those get don't even get me started on those but it was oh, so one, I seen those. one where it went out of that it was like out of our galaxy out of the galaxy oh, and it yeah, was like no, it gets crazy a hundred of a galaxies yeah yeah that's wild it pulled, man. they have one the um it might not be the Hubble t- telescope but there's some kind of there's something it can pull out enough to where it looks like a sky full of stars that you would look up in at night yeah and they're like that that dot is all of this the, the the moons, Saturn, yeah. Mars, Jupiter, Earth. Our galaxy is that star in that sky of 600,000 stars. And it's just like, uh, what, what does anything even matter? They didn't put mayonnaise on my burger. Like when I watch those videos, that's I'm like, it's like sends me into a depression. Because I'm like, this is so pointless. But for me, it's like the other galaxies. Though. What's on the other ones? What's in the other ones? Oh, Messi, out. Look, look. Well, you know what? Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> Mackenzie Scott donated four hundred thirty-six million dollars to charity. Thank you, Mackenzie Scott. Because let's get into this. Because this is my. But we gotta talk. hurry up because uh, Baby Bella's okay. going off. That's my good vibes. Um, that touches on this thing called the Fermi paradox. You should look into it. So the Fermi paradox speaks on the infinite size of the galaxy, of of the known galaxies, mm-hmm. and the, how there are multiple galaxies. Uh, our galaxy, in comparison, is like a grain of sand on a beach shit right so you you take that right and you go okay how so take that into consideration it is literally impossible that this is the only place where sentient life uh, organic life exists right but if that's the case how we never made contact with something else that's the paradox it's our universe is is in comparative to a grain of sand on a beach it's impossible that no, there are no life forms on a on a planet somewhere else when you're talking about that mass yeah. of a scale, and yet we've never made contact with another another life form. That's the paradox. How how is that? How are both those things true? How is it this? How is it this expansive of a universe, and it's impossible that there's not human or not some kind of organic life on another planet, and yet we've never made contact with one. Why? How is that possible? It's not possible, and that's the paradox. Yeah. So something to think about. And when I think about these I things. I think I seen two UFOs the other day too, yesterday. Oh, I told you about I thought I saw UFOs. I saw like these two black fly. things flying around. And I was like, birds don't go that high. <laughs> and they just disappeared. I couldn't I didn't see them anymore. No yeah. And Crazy. when I think about these things, I get I go fetal in the shower and I cry. Because <laughs> it's like this is all what is the point of any of this? It has to be other living. That I'm that's like, the man. part I'm like, like man, we're gonna that's go to crazy. We're, we're gonna crime con in the month. Like, who fucking cares about crime? I'm gonna be dead in that's gonna be dead in fifty years. I'm just saying, you just no, go man. away. You we don't can't be the only living thing and I, when they put on I was like oh we need they need to find a way to get to those other galaxies and like see what's there well, I think that's what people that got like to do. people I, head is like where their feet is and their feet is where their head is and it's like whoa this shit is people off this you, is just, crazy. you just took it somewhere else my guy and then you know what I like it <laughs> 
I like where your head's at. Never mind where those people said those aliens' heads are at. I like where your head's at right yeah. now. Yeah. Every, was everybody just with everything? Want to do mushrooms in Vegas, man? No, think about it. No, you know, get th- put a pen in and think about it, get back to no. it. It's my birthday. Marijuana, marijuana. Hey, it's my birthday. Marijuana. Hey, yeah. hey, man, it's my birthday. I like to keep it safe, man. It's so safe. I'm safe. I'll be your. I'll be your. Somebody, I'll be your, this, a girl just died from taking. She took shrimps. That's not true. Never mind. That's not true. That's not true. Um, I'll be a shrimp fairy, and no. it'll be fun, man. No. Hey, hey, I man. keep it. Hey, keep man. It. it's my birthday. No. Hey, it's my birthday. I keep think it about safe. it. I keep it safe. Hey, man, it's my birthday. Think about it. It's my birthday. Think about it. It's my birthday. Think about it. All right, Fran. Cool. It's my birthday. Think about it. Um, Fran, have you watched anything interesting lately? Nope, just Atlanta. That's it. Have you, have you caught up? You started Snowfall. Uh, yeah. How are you feeling so far? I love the show. But the new season? You like the new season? I didn't know. I'm still finishing up. The- Got it. Okay. Okay. I, got, I, you, I had to rewatch it again. Yeah. When you catch up, let me know. We'll have we'll have some conversations gotcha. about it because I have some thoughts about this new season. It's getting a little. It's still good, but it's getting told a me, little... You told me about the, the new ones. Like yeah, it's getting a little wild. Yeah. This new episode, there's a tiger in it. I don't want to spoil it. That's as far as I'm going to go, but it's like, there's a tiger? I'm like, the tigers? Come on, man. It's getting it's getting, it's getting a little fantasiful. Hmm. But um, yeah, uh, The Dropout, still good. Yeah. Um, I heard um, what's name was a good show. What? It's, um, God, what show it was? The Teenage <sighs> Show. The Teenage Show. Yeah, man. You know how my brain works. You know what I'm talking <laughs> okay, about. Okay, let me try. The Teenage Show. How long we euphoria? Been, man? Yes, man. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know how I explain things, how broad I am with stuff. You understand? You get it. Yeah, we do, it just we've me, been doing this for years. It just took me a second. The teenage show was one that caught me. Yeah, yeah. I was yes. Euphoria is great. If I did that with anybody else, they go what? <laughs> I can't do that with nobody else. I just needed a second. The teenage show, Euphoria. Yes, Euphoria is great. And if you ever in the next decade get a chance, you should check it I out. I was watching when everybody forgets, and I'll get I know. Like, all this all show was awesome, and everybody go, yeah, duh. I can't wait till my thirty seventh birthday when you're like, you know what I've been watching? <laughs> I'm saying Euphoria. Yeah, you know it's got President Zendaya's on it. The you know, yes, uh, you know I wanted to say uh, Zoe Zeldana for some reason. Wow, you know something? Hey, man. <laughs> I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francis Evans. Doesn't know anything about anybody's <laughs> name. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next week. Jesus. Video's culture rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.